Welcome to Roll or Die. I'm Stephen Baggett, and every week I sit down with a group of friends and play Dungeons and Dragons. In our adventures, we travel through the land of Terralia, going on epic quests, fighting vicious monsters, and sometimes just trying to stay alive. Hey guys, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he threw you off. Whenever we have been trying to throw you off, this I have been fucking trying. Yes, you I have. Just <laughs> Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons, everyone. D and D. This week, um, we're gonna have a, uh, a TP Melvin, which is just everyone survives except Melvin. Um, oh, that's funny because this recording might not survive if mm. Melvin dies because of that. Mm. Well, you're gonna stab it. Okay, whatever. Anyways, um, we are glad that Just you were listening. Uh, we're gonna have some fun this week. We are missing uh, Matt. So, Matt, if you're listening, we wish you all the best in your travels. Have safe travels. Um, and it's not like he's not gonna be back, folks. We, we know that he's... Yes, no, he he's will be back. Around. He's not here for this he's week. He's not here this week. Also, Adriana and Joey are going to be here in a little bit. They're going to be a little late, uh, coming from the Underdark. Sure. Uh, anyways, announcements. What do we have today? So, we are available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, PocketCast, Radio Public, Stitcher, iTunes, and the Google Play Music app. Wow. So, um, yeah. Lot. It's Dang. it's we're we're coming around a lot of bases and we upload every Monday so keep your ears to the ground on that and as far as I know oh sponsorships that's something we forgot um, if you want to sponsor us then there should be something down in the little doobly doo and you should be able to find stuff there yeah you can oh, go yes. to um, anchor fm uh, forward slash roll or die and that should direct you to our anchor page where you can donate if you'd like to so without further ado let us dive into this week's session of Roll or Die. So, last week, your band of adventurers had made their way um, to the old wizard's tower that Vrondis had been seeking. You went through the dungeon, uh, Joey got petrified by a Medusa, but he was eventually unpetrified, and you encountered a skull with gems in its eyes floating high above the piles of treasure. After a uh, very intense conversation, uh, Y'all were able to make it out alive. Um, a lot easier than it seemed, apparently, by this Dimulich. Um More to come on that soon. <laughs> um, anyways, you made your way out of the dungeon, back into the glass forest, and are on the tail end of your journey towards the city of Winterhaven. You wake up as the sun begins to rise, and you see fresh snow on the ground. You notice that Vrondis still is um, asleep, um, kind of up to a tree, and you see a small little creature 
curled around its neck, kind of blinking and staring around at all of you as you wake up. I don't remember who took what watch, so I'm going to say that I took third. So okay. That I'm already awake. Okay. I'm going to have started making breakfast. All right. Nice. Because food. Because food is very important. Agreed. Breakfast. Right. Important meal of the day. Everyone wakes up to the sound of cracking sausages and seared eggs, and you have yourself a breakfast trying to consume it before the warmth of the food instantly is um, taken over by the cold eastern breeze. Yes, Vesk. Um, bada bada bada. How many people are in the group now? Or how many beings, I should say, are in the group? This is including the That's... small animals that we have. So yeah, recap, and we have Vesta Lizard Folk, Bonnie Bill, three. the half-elf, half-human, um, Melvin, the Goliath, Vrondis, the Dragonborn, Forkin, the Dragonborn, we have the Eladrin Gerard, and we have the Fire Genasi Aura. Uh, then and then we, we have, have the two cubs, right? Yep, and your And Vrondis' um, pseudo-dragon. Okay. Familiar. So, ten times. Yep, I'm going to take out a berry at the beginning of the date, and I am going to cast good berry on it. Okay. And I'm going to give a berry to everything in the party. All right, nice. Um, so you take a moment to focus on your druidic necklace of sorts, and as you kind of um, turn the berries in your palm, um, you kind of imbue that uh, strong nature essence that is eaten by everyone, um, and everyone is full for the day. Yeah, it's a good thing. Eventually, Vronis does wake up, partaking in some of the... Uh, rash, some of his own rations and then taking the berry that you've provided him and uh, kind of gets up and goes we should be able to make it to Winterhaven by the end of today if we start as soon as possible so please gather your things uh, he begins looking over some maps um, kind of uh, confused look over his brow and he kind of shuffles through and and eventually you just see him kind of taking out a pin and kind of uh, tracing in some blank parts of his map. Okay, I'm making a snowball. Okay, cool. I'm going to make a snowball, and I'm going to cast Druidic, uh, Druidcraft on it, and uh, see what the weather's going to look like for the next podcast for the day. 24 hours, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, you notice that um, previously when you had done this, there seemed to be a very large storm that was going on the coast and up to the eastern, northeastern mountains. Uh, today's forecast is actually um, for this month being the, um, you know what? Um, hold on, hold on. I actually have this in my notes. Um, uh, Maia. Uh, being in the month of Maia, you notice that um, usually, even though you're this far up north, it shouldn't be this cold as it has been. Um, but you notice that it actually is normal temperatures based on what month this is and where you're at. So it should be still obviously cold, but not freezing as it has been to the point of... Near death. Yes, yes. Making it hard to survive. So it looks like that. And you actually see the clouds break a little bit, and there seems to be just a little bit of sunlight streaming through open spots. I'm going to look at the snowball mm -hmm. after I've done it. I'm going to look at Bonnie. I'm going to look at Melvin. And I'm going to check the snowball at Bonnie. 
Okay. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> it's a great way to start the day. Um, okay. Please tell me I don't take ice damage. No, no, no. <laughs> that would be a little much, but no. yeah, okay. Yeah, so, um, Bonnie Bill, as you're getting your things ready, um, just, you notice that you are caked with snow as you hear a soft on your back. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice shot. Now the real question. Give and take. <laughs> I'm gonna right. see if I can hit him back. Okay, you gather some snow quickly from the ground of a nearby tree. It's a natural 19. 19. So, that will yeah. definitely hit. Yeah. It's not a great throw in comparison, but it's definitely still gonna be enough to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Vesk and Bonnie Bill, you have uh, traded blows. I. I uh, give a big toothy grin and go over and give him a handshake. Alright. <laughs> Good shot. Um, both half human, half elf, and lizard folk. Um, after that, Vesk, or uh, Vranis stands up and he begins making his way, uh, kind of directing himself a little bit, just looking at the, where the sun is located in the sky, and begins moving forward. Go follow him? Yeah, I'm gonna try and keep in the front with him, too. Okay. Um, so you're kind of in the front with him? Yeah. He goes, <coughs> kind of wipes away a little bit of, uh, looks to be a little bit of acid on the side of his face, drooled in the night or something. He goes, so, we're going to be entering some dangerous territory soon. Of course. Uh, it's known as the Seat of Wolves. It is a part that is on the jut of the Great Valley that's to the north. It's, um. We want to make sure that we're doing our best to be quiet when I tell you to. I can aid us in that. Do you remember the wolf that we saw the other day? The giant one? No. That is where its home lies. And it has many kin alongside of it. Great large beast that roam the place. Do you mean the one that I blew up? No, 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 no. No. Oh, okay. The one next to that uh, abomination oh, troll. Oh, yeah, that thing. Right. Yep. That the, thing. The, the sprite can. Yeah, the sprite can. I remember that. Um, I forget such a story. You guys begin making your way, and eventually there does come to a part where about two or three or four hours later, um, you come up to where you notice that the forest has kind of opened up a little bit, and the ground beneath you has grown rocky, um, and you see before you a bit of open land and you notice that there is a lake that is completely frozen over um and to the right of that lake you can kind of see where a stream comes to fill it up and there's this kind of rocky um a little bit of mountainous terrain and he kind of before y'all go into the open he kind of backs everyone up and goes all right no talking let's make it across here to the other side of the forest I make some small signs and chant some minor druidic and cast Pass Without Trace. I'm so glad you have that spell, because y'all really need it. Alright, so everyone roll. I'll be rolling for um, uh, the other party members that are not here currently. What are we rolling? Uh, stealth. 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 And you get a plus 10 to it, because nice. of Pass Without Trace. Alright, so would you guys roll on the dice? 24. 24? 27. 27. Okay. 23. So, um, you guys begin making your way, um, across, and, um, the 
sun, just for a moment, um, begins to, the clouds rather, begin to disperse, and you see the sun shining above, and um, in the far distance, beyond the edge of the wood, um, Vrondis is able to hold out his hand to everyone to stop in the middle of the frozen lake. Okay. I need all of you to make perception checks. 22. 22? For Melvin? Melvin got a 22. Okay. He's a perceptive 24. big bugger. 24? 24. Okay, wow. So, um, you had to show all me of out, you three you? see something large, um, beast-like <laughs> walking on all fours. Um, it's longs, uh, it's rather large shoulders kind of moving back and forth as it pervades the perimeter of the forest on the northwestern side, the way that y'all are going to. Uh, for a moment, its head kind of looks up, pays attention, kind of does a small glance across the woods, and begins making its way back around the perimeter of the forest. After a while, you hear this... And a reply from behind you to the to the right, far behind you. I need um, Melvin to roll me a d12. Oh no. This is not good. That'd be an eight. Okay. Uh, you're able to make your way to the edge of this opening into the forest once again. And you can hear a bit of the... Um, sounds of wolves behind you. Um, very far away, very distant. But, uh, for now, once you get into the wood, Brown says, Alright, hurry this way! Um, you guys begin making your way to the forest, and are you up front with Brondis? I am up front with Brondis, and for those two that are in the back, if they pay attention to it, will notice that my feet appear to me leaving, um... No trace. Well... Yeah, technically no trace, but if they would be leaving a trace, then they would be human. Okay. Um, I would like you um, to help Vrondis with um, uh, checking out the map, so go ahead and make me a survival check. Okay. Well, can he grant me advantage? No, he's rolling and you're rolling and I'm taking the highest. Okay, that's understandable. Um, another 24. I'm rolling really 24, good all right. Yeah. Um, you notice that... Um, you guys are pretty close to the end of the glass forest, and there seems to be a small kind of valley, or rather large valley, uh, that goes up uh, to a bit of mountains, and that's where you see the city is marked. Um, as you're going through, um, I need you, Vest, to roll me a d12. Oof. Dragon die, don't let me down. That is a seven. A seven, okay. Uh, you guys end up making your way towards the uh, forest, and there are parts of it that you notice the sun is shining a little brighter through the trees, and the you notice some trees um, are not fully frozen in any case, and you actually see a, a, a very small bit of green um, from the trees underneath. And um, I need all of you to roll me perception. Perception. Damn. I am, I am just on a today. Uh, perception? Yep. 22. 22? 22. Alright, so what'd you roll? 16. No. So oh. both of you see um, oh. smoke 
like just a small trail, not dark, not very large, but it's just a small trail of smoke that goes just above. It's about maybe maybe a mile and a half away. Uh, you guys are heading north, uh, northwestish, a little northwest, and this is uh, this is coming from a northwestern direction. Okay. Does it look like it could be from a campfire? Um. Ooh. Mm, roll me a survival check to see, cause, it, or I guess you could use nature if you wanted to. No, I'll take survival. Okay. Fifteen. Uh, no. It does not look like it's coming from a campfire. It looks like it's a wood burned, um, but it looks like um, it is the wood has been processed and there's no bark on the wood. Otherwise, it would look different. It okay. looks like it chopped wood. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about you, Vrondis, but I think we ought to head in that direction. He looks and he goes... Why? Do you not recall our uh, acquaintance that we met on the road a couple of days ago? With yes, his... yes, I did. Uh, that man and his son, what was his name? Uh, the, the son's name was Calder, I think. And his father was Sigurd. Sigurd? You think it could be them? It's a very good possibility. These are dangerous territories. There are legends of uh, Bonnie Bill, actually, roll me history. You might know about this. I may indeed. There seem to be legends about this place that are not the best wield. Natural 20. Natural 20. You know that um, you've heard in the glass forest, oh, the glass forest, the keeper of hidden things, where the forest folk dwell and sing. That is the song that you have heard, and you know that the history behind it is that there are these people uh, they're called forest folk, or wardens, or shepherds, or um, beast singers. And they haunt, they don't haunt, they reside in usually very large wooded or natured areas, and they're more bestial than human. And usually their interactions with them are very strange. Um, a lot of them say that they're very peaceful folk, and a lot of them say that if you get too close, they'll curse you. So it's like, yeah, that's what you know about this. Ah, interesting. Does he share that with the group? It's a little place for the forest folk. What is that? It's an old song, a story. Maybe nothing. Maybe everything. <laughs> it's just interesting. They're, uh, they're known to be a little more in touch with nature. Do you recommend that we not go northward or northwest and go around the fire? I mean, if that's the way that we're going, there's no harm necessarily in going that way if we make ourselves very clear that we're not going to be any danger to them. They're likely not known to be a danger to us necessarily. Just have to be polite, keep to our manners, know how you're supposed to behave. I'll keep my mouth shut. Now then, I appreciate that your immediate assumption is that you shouldn't talk. It's not exactly what I mean, but you're more right than wrong. Just keep a weather eye, be careful, be friendly, not too friendly, and 
understand that they're somewhat more... I believe the word might be bestial. Forkin speaks up a bit, and he says, Well, I think maybe it would be good to see at least what the source of this flame is that hithers. I'll follow you. I'm not the one in the lead. Bronis kind of looks around at all of you and goes, Well, it's in the direction, so I think we can do that. But... Let us be on our guard. I'll go first. Okay. So you guys begin walking, and you notice that at your feet, there begins a path where the snow has been tossed away, and underneath there seems to be a bit of gravel and mud and dirt. And as you begin going along this path, you begin to smell something. The bit of fire and smoke, yes, but you also smell um, meat being cooked, tenderized. Um, You notice that the trees around you aren't encased in the glassy ice, but instead pine trees and evergreens. And you notice that there are some trees that have begun to fade into a deep maroon or a uh, ochre yellow. The bark on these trees are not black and uh, dead or hollowed, but strong and brown and tall. These trees are much taller than the other trees that you've seen and much wider. Their girth is twice the size of any tree that you've seen so far. So, do you keep following the path? As long as Rondus doesn't recommend otherwise, I shall stick to it and support him when necessary. Um, the sky begins to clear, and you notice that the breeze, instead of being harsh and one that bites, it's rather soothing, and you can hear the sound of leaves being picked up by the wind and being dragged across the trotted path. And you see an opening before you. The grass, yes, green grass grows on the dirt. You see trees of a beautiful type. Many different colors. You see the origin of this smoke is coming from a small cottage. And there just seems to be, instead of a blue coldness, there seems to be kind of like a bright, um, somber warmness that spreads throughout. You see a a rather large fire, and on top you see um, um, a a cauldron that seems to be bubbling and frothing on the top. You see a deer, um, two deers, one with antlers, one without, that are peeking on the edge of the forest. Um, they seem to be eating some of the grass, and before you emerge, they kind of flee quickly. You see over the cauldron, stirring, a rather large man. Not taller than any of the dragonborns, but large as in size and width, especially about him. Muscular. He's wearing um, leathers uh, that are kind of rugged around uh, his arms. He does not wear sleeves. Um, instead, you see um, on each arm hair, uh, almost like prickled points of dark black hair that race across his arm. Uh, his uh, head, you see the back of it. The top is a little bold, but around the sides, um, you see more of that kind of black, crazy, twisted, wiry hair. Uh, he looks to be from the back, maybe 60s or 50s. 
Um, and he seems to be humming a little song. Who's in front? How close are we? Me and Brondis. Oh, uh, the opening has just opened up the way from where he is in, in front of his cottage. Or cottage. Is that the right word? Loghouse? I mean, Ca- cabin? Lodge. Whatever. Yeah. Um, cabin? Lodge. You, you are about maybe uh, 90 feet away. Okay. Okay. I'm going to walk up to him. I'm going to call out from here without uh, moving any closer. kind of puts his hand out and goes, maybe just one or two of us should go. We don't want to... Probably a smart decision to start with. Well, then come with me. I would think that the wordsmith of the group, Bonnie, oh, he says that with you. a little weird bit, almost as if he's kind of making fun of your name, should yeah, go. A little. All right, Bonnie, you come with me. All right, Melvin, that sounds like a fine idea. Ronis. I'll do the talking. Ronis kind of backs everyone up as you Thumbs guys up. walk down the path the to this opening. I'm on guard, just keeping a lookout for the rest of the group. You actually see now around the edge of this uh, cabin. There's like a porch that wraps around. Um, there seems to be um, another um, man uh, who uh, seems to be doing some woodwork. Um, or not woodwork, he seems to be... No, yeah, woodwork. He seems to be working with some small instruments, but his back is turned again, uh, so he doesn't see you guys. You walk up. Similarly sizable. Similarly sizable. Um, you notice that this one um, has very long um, uh, black brownish hair. That's a full head of hair. He looks a lot younger, too. A little bit smaller, but still very muscled. All right. Follow my lead. Alright. I'm gonna wait like 30 seconds for them to back up some, because yeah. they're gonna get into the woods and hide a bit. Yeah, they're, they're backing up. I'm gonna call from here first, because okay. I don't want to enter their glade without having gotten permission. Okay. So what do you, what do you call Smart. Uh, I'm actually gonna start with message, because it's within range. Yeah, so I'm it's gonna within range. keep it small and simple. I'm going to address the one who is stirring the cook pot mm-hmm. and say, Hello, friend. Uh, may we come and join you? We've um, traveled a long way. We're a bit tired. This seems like a lovely place you have. As soon as you start talking, he kind of jumps a little bit and he turns around and I'm we. Uh, I am too. He holds. It looks like he's just there's a bit of like a splash and he's holding a um a wooden large wooden um soup uh spoon and as he looks around like almost as wielding it as like a weapon he kind of looks around and you notice that as he looks around you almost instinctively back up a little bit because his face is very ugly uh it's like very uh, its nose is very like flat against his face and it's kind of like up where his nostrils are very large um. You see a, a few scars around the front of his face. He he's, has a little uh, a beard that's kind of growing, but chopped by the number of wounds. I mean, um, you can't look worse than Vesk, so. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, I mean, you're not Here wrong. Comes. Here he comes. Push, bust, bang. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong because he has lived out in the open for a long time, but still, wow. Um, yeah, it's it's not very a pleasant looking face. But um, very wide cheeks, um, kind of small, uh, like chin that's kind of punched into the face, and 
kind of one of his eyes is kind of uh, squinted a little bit, and you see it's a little purple around the side, and the other eye kind of looks around. Uh, this um, very black, beady eyes. Um, he goes, "What are you saying?" Huh. Yeah, you're you playing the bongos now. Yeah, doing a little bongos. He goes, just a little. Hello. Hello. You said, you, said you need a place to uh, to rest. That'd be nice if you're welcoming. Do you have the bear cubs with you, Melvin? Uh, bear cubs are actually walking because we emptied the bear cub yeah. bag to fill it with gold. I mean, no, there's I no negative or positive I mean, consequence. I'm just asking. Because it's okay. the two of us. And yeah, I was about to say there are bear cubs. Uh, he kind of squints at you ours. and looks a little dangerously at both of you, and then he kind of confused and puzzled expression looks behind you and see the bear cubs and you just see his like smile get really huge and he goes oh oh wow those are beautiful please come over um what are your names i'm, I'm bonnie bill bonnie i'm going second i'm melvin <laughs> melvin i'm gonna pick up a cub and just pet it and oh. start walking towards him Wow, where did you get those? Those are beautiful. We found the cave, and they had been abandoned. <laughs> mm. Weather got too cold, maybe. Uh, Mom just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, roll deception. I mean, you'll. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean yeah. sure. That's an 18 on the die with a plus 8. Yeah. 26. Uh, so the bear, as you approach, um, I'm not saying he, anything. he yells over his shoulder and he speaks in a language that sound you actually you don't know. And you, I don't think you've ever heard of this before. Elvish, Dwarvish, Draconic, Sylvan, Goblin. No. Uh, cool. It sounds like a... <laughs> and the other one stands up on the porch and he looks and he looks a little surprised and kind of uh, jumps down from the railing and kind of goes to approach. I don't understand it. And, um, yes? Would it be uh, druidic? Yes, it is druidic. Interesting. Um, uh, hippie territory. It is, uh, there are different types of uh, druidic. There are some that is written and there are some that is like spoken. And this type is one that is kind of whistled. And um, if you know the base language that they're using... You can understand the whistling, which you can, because it's common. Yeah. Um, and he says basically, um, he says something which sounds, it's not a word, it's probably a name. Um, and he says, we have we have visitors. Um, and so he comes down and, and you approach and he goes, wow. Mm. Well, I'm making stew if you'd be interested. We don't have much room, but we are a welcome people. We are willing to accommodate you. What what brings you out to the forest? It is dangerous nowadays with the storm that's brewing. Oh, you're right about that for sure. Actually, as a matter of fact, we don't need much room because I have a large tent that we can set up if you're willing to give us just a little space so that we can do that. Um, there's actually more than just the two of us. We came out here with a group. Uh, we didn't want to bring too many people too fast wanted to send someone out ahead to 
scout it out. You notice so he's speak. getting a little nervous, um, and uh, he kind of shifts, and there's a he's thinking heavily, and then there's like a smirk from the right side of his mouth, and he goes, "All right, sure." You said what? Two, two or three more? Uh, five. Close to four or five. One, two, um, three, four. Don't worry, we brought food too. Well. Uh, we don't have that much room, but we do have a stable, and it's very comfortable if you'd like. That sounds perfect, honestly. Um, Just needed somewhere to get away from the cold. And you notice he's been growing, getting closer and closer to your bear, and he's like, Can I pet it? Please. You hold it out to him? Yeah. He grabs it and just pets it, and, and the bear kind of like snuggles up to his <laughs> chest. and I'm going to give a small whistle. Okay. And... I'm also sending message back to Vesk. Okay. Uh, they seem friendly and are welcoming enough. Oh yeah, us. you weren't with them. By all means, so no. you wouldn't have Along heard that. I wouldn't have Depends heard on it. How loud yeah. the whistle. Yeah, was. it wasn't very loud, so you wouldn't have heard that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. Sorry, I, I forgot you weren't there. It's I'm okay. Whistling back to Vesk. Okay. And sending message to say, uh, they seem friendly enough, okay. and they've welcomed us. So bring the group a few at a time. Um, so, a few of you begin to and he's, like, messing with the bear, and the bear, like... I'm just waiting and, for him to, like, um, just boom! He, um, he, he, he goes up to it, and he begins growling towards it, and, like, making, like, huffing sounds, and, like... <laughs> and the bear kind of... Stares a puzzle and goes, and they're like they're just having this conversation, what and he, he gives it he gives it back and goes, oh, it's been through a lot. Take care of that one. I'm doing my best, all I can. And eventually, everyone begins coming, and and uh, one by one, you know, they introduce themselves, and uh, he um. Uh, he eventually um, begins uh, grabbing, and you see actually a woman this time, still very ugly um, and very large, and you see uh, two, maybe teens, uh, still same, same, very same physical traits. Looks like they're very closely related. Um, and maybe two plus. Um, no, not that way, but uh, they, they look all very familiar, the same attributes and features. Um, however, um, eventually, uh, he brings out bowls and begins scooping in. You notice that there's not a lot. It was made for, like, five people. Now there's, like, 11 people. We're, we're also but you notice that the kids like and the wife days don't... Rations or two. Don't. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Cool. Supplement, because we don't want to be in a position. Seem very friendly. At the wife, like, declines. She's like, she's like, um... I'm not. I'm not hungry. Thank you. And you I know, mean, she's... I, I, I try to decline as well. I'm like, yeah. I, I've got a good feel for the day. Um, and uh, with that, you are food. all eating. <laughs> and there seems to be uh, takes you around the back um, of the cabin. There seems to be a very nice, recently built, um, looks to be a um, kind of like a stable. And there are some like lumps of trees, stumps of trees, and yet you all are sitting on and eating your soup, and it's very delicious. And eventually. You know, uh, it begins to grow a little bit dark, and um, and uh, you see one of them, the younger one that you saw earlier, <clears throat> whips out a small instrument, and he begins to play 
a song as the stars begin to brighten up. <clears throat> he does finishes his song <clears throat> the two children begin to fall asleep in their mother's lap and she takes them back to the cabin and um, they both get up and they show you around the inside of the stable and uh, there seems to be um, not alone there seems to be a young doe um, with a very large stomach that is resting on one of the haystacks as well as a nest and a family of herrings. Hmm. Interesting farming. It is for shelter. Bless you. <laughs> Have a good night. The same to you. You too. Pat him on the head. Okay. He kind of looks up at you and he does not like that. He goes, <clears throat> Why does your friend insult me? <clears throat> to you too. We apologize for him. He's not exactly well-schooled yet. At least in the social graces. He's big, but don't let that mistake him. He's still a child at heart. You know that both of them have got very defensive, and their beady eyes have kind of turned, like, even darker, and they're kind of just, like, looking, and their their bodies are just shaking a little bit, and then eventually the the older one kind of... And he puts his hand on the, the younger one, and kind of relax a little bit, and they go, very well. And bow, and they leave. Deep bow. Deep Actually, they, they don't bow, but they just kind of nod they a little nod. bit. Yeah. I give a small bow. Okay. And then I'm going to walk 20, 30 feet away off from the beginning of the stable. Okay. By the I'm way, Bonnie, you were actually sweating a little bit. Up. Like, you, using your, using your boots... Like, it's causing you to sweat a little bit. Like, it, it is not cold at all. It's actually really nice. It's like fall weather. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So you go out of the stable? Yeah, I'm going out of the stable and about feet away. Okay. Because I'm going to set up my Lehman's tiny hut. Okay, cool. I tell them I have my own tent. Like, okay. we, we can provide shelter for ourselves for the most part. All right. We just wanted to find a nice, so, calm place. The night falls, and Bonnie and you to make me a constitution... Check. Okay. What was their issue? Uh, yeah, four. A four? Okay. Um, you're sleeping well. Um, there's a little bit of tossing, turning, and we all in the hut. Eventually, I, mean, I invite everybody in the hut. Yeah. Yeah. Does, who yeah. wants to be in the hut? Uh, I'm sure. Can we all fit in the hut? Yes. That's the thing. I yes. don't think everyone. It's I a, think it can fit it's 8 for, to 10. I mean, it's for 10 medium-sized creatures. Yeah, it's in the player's handbook. Uh, Lehman's Tiny Hut? Yes. Right? L-M-N-O-P-Q-R. Leo's Tiny Hut. Here we go. 10-foot radius. Okay. It is 3 feet by 2 feet by 2 feet. Um. Wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Um, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. No, no that's Sleeman's secret chest. Okay, Tiny yeah, Hut. No. Uh, ten foot radius. Yeah. That's not huge. I would say... It's not huge. That's 20, foot radius. Still that's 20, 20 feet. feet across. 20 by yeah. 20. Oh, 10 that's foot that's radius. 20 feet yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would say, I would say so. comfortably uh, would be like really comfortably five people, but you can cram everyone in if you want to. Let's do it. Like I said, they're all invited. It's up to them. This uh, Vesk isn't going to go in. Um, Nine creatures of medium size or smaller can yeah. fit inside the dome with you. Uh, okay. Okay. So. I'm going to say that Vronis is going to go sleep in the stables, and... Um, Vesk um, will sleep outside of the hut, but not in the stables. Okay, you're just outside? Yeah. Okay, then you you, you know what's going on. So, um, you you hear a, um, kind of, um, uh, (coughs) that whistling sound again, (coughs) and from your druidic, it says, come. (coughs) Um... The night is young, and we have the wolves to deal with. Do you want to look up? I'll take a look up, but I won't do anything. You you hear a large impact of something heavy on the ground, and you see in the distance the younger one. Um, he's walking alongside a huge boar, like a huge wild boar. Like muscled all out, like thistly bl- black hair, really yellowed, chipped tusks, and they seem to be walking out of the little small grove area. Understandable. Later on the night, you hear very faintly in the distance a sound of a wolf howling. Do you want to do anything? You notice the lights in the cabin are off and everything, so. The rest of About the what time would it be at this point in the night? It's really. Um, when you're sitting there and then after a while you're probably like thinking about what to do, it's probably maybe 11 or 12. No, I'm going to curl back up into the grass and okay, just continue cool. to sleep. Um, next morning comes, and you're greeted by a, a nice breakfast morning stew. Um, and then after that, um, the young kids play around with the polar bears, if you guys let them. And um, very politely, but you know, enough, he goes, Have a safe travel. Thank may your journey be well. Thank you. And may your endeavors bring you much joy and happiness. We appreciate your hospitality. I will say that there is a rove of wolves that have been across the east perimeter. I would exit, I would advise you to exit uh, west. Understandable. Thank you. Thank you for your warning. Okay. After we get out of, like, eyesight and everything, then, uh, actually probably around lunch, I would cast Goodberry again and okay. give it to everyone. Cool. Alright. So, um, you are all good for the day. Uh, with that, Melvin, it, you're just looking at me like mm. Melvin is dying to have said something right there before he leaves. So, um, what is it? Go ahead, talk, mm, talk, Melvin. I'm going to look at him, say thank you for the stay, and pat him on the head again. <laughs> yeah, I thought he would do. You're that. patting him on the head again. Again. Is it the same one? I don't know. Because if it was the same one, I would. I tell need him you to make me to. a strength saving throw. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 21. Nope. That beats him. That's a 19 on the die. Plus his very large freaking modifier. Um, as you go, he just grabs you on the hand. And and you see him, like, flaring up again. His nostrils kind of flaring. He looks at you and he goes, Do not disrespect me in front of my kin. And he throws it back at you. Now, Who's disrespecting who? All I did was show affection. Okay. As we're walking on the road, I'm going to talk with Melvin. Melvin. So, some people don't see the same actions that you perform as the way that you see them. How is that my fault? It isn't the first time, but the second time, that's when it slightly becomes your fault. Uh, you guys um, make your way out of the forest. Vranus directs you. You notice you come to a very large opening. And in the distance, just in the distance, you see shimmering off, reflecting some of the um, sunlight, is the peaks of a city. And you make your way up this mountainous path, and you come to the edge of the city of Winterhaven. You see a large lake, vast and deep and dark, partially frozen, some of it being um, uh, hacked up, and you notice that there is a small station with a few boats that are directing people to the city. You see the city perked in the middle of this lake, a bit on some uh, raised, like a jut of rocks. Um, And you see the city being built on this small little area. It is very large, and you see many uh, smokestacks coming up from the city, rising above it. The most notable structure you see is the very large stone castle that resides at the top of this. You arrive there, and for a fee, you're able to get a boat across. With that, you guys come to the port of the great city of Winterhaven. Uh, You see um, uh, a very large gate before you. As you can hear the the sounds of the cityscape meeting you, Um, you hear the clopping of horses on cobble streets and the wheels that turn on the wagons that those horses are dragging. You hear people talking, um, merchants singing out, advertising their many wondrous items that have been brought from all over the world. You see people in fine robes, um, ambassadors of many city-states from all over um, Nur. And you see at the gate, um, really kind of not, kind of just keeping its eye out, the city watch. Um, in their silver helms with a emblem, the same emblem that was on the letter that you had seen Bonnie build, um, on the side, uh, like, um, like a patch over their thick-coated, um, looks to be like wool that is placed on top of their chainmail. The gates are open to you, and the city is abroad and beaming with life. Vrondis kind of gives a little bow and says, Congratulations! You have made it. I will be at the inn if you ever need to find me. Farewell. And he begins walking with direction and sense of where he's going. <laughs> Do all of you say anything before he's like, before he just gets up and leaves? No, we let him leave. Okay, just let him leave. Bye. Um, Bye. You notice that before he do- goes, he does talk to Forkin a little bit. 
and then then he makes his way leaving as the city is uh, before you um, you guys are pretty tired from all the travel and um, just the strains and stress of going through the wilderness and not making it on a very nice road um, you are pretty exhausted at this point as it, the sun begins to dip past um, the mountains in the distance you see these two rather large mountains that kind of overlap and converge at one of the, the both their peaks kind of crossing it looks like someone split the mountain in half and kind of uh, shoved it back yeah together. shoved it back together um, uh, I would say Bonnie you know that this this is called the split peak pass actually um, I would go, like you all to go ahead and roll me a um, um, a history check, or if you want to try to roll me like um, an arcana, or if you want to try to justify another check to know about the city, then you can well do that. Be like, hey, well, I don't, I'm not good at history, but do I know anything magically about the city? So, <laughs> Melvin, you you don't know, you will know Jack. Yeah, I got a six. Yeah, no, no, you're just like, what? I don't know. So it seems to be a city of some sorts. Remind me how the honor ability check would work. Oh yeah, you can use that here. So um, the honor um, ability score is just like any ability score, and the check. Um, did you okay when you had proficiencies? I would say that you would allow to instead of those proficiencies become proficient in the honor check. Um, but I'm going to say that you're not. At the moment, so it would just be roll and add your honor, honor ability bonus, or okay. bonus. Yeah, that's not a lot. Okay, so um, what'd you get? Eleven. Eleven for your honor. Yeah. Um, you know that from uh, Zing Yi's culture that all that there is is this is a place where probably the the ambassador of the emperor goes um, for political talks with other nations. This is like the Switzerland of of the world where it's. No allegiance to any big country. It's a very small, independent city-state. Cool. City, mm. city, city nation, city country. Yeah. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. I've got a fifteen. Fifteen. All right. For history. For the knowing of things, whatever it is. What do you want to use for that? I've stuff? got history. I've got arcana. I've got, like, it's a fifteen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They're all plus okay, five. Cool. Um, so you know that uh, the town of Winter, or sorry, the city of Winterhaven is a place for of refuge for the people of Ruach in times of war and in harsh winters. Uh, while most inhabitants there are humans, there are also a few Goliaths, uh, white dragonborns, and in rare cases, frost elves. Um, it is located in the northwest part of Ruach within the Split Peak Pass, an icy lake surrounds it. And you also know that the Red Family is the name of the group that runs the government of of uh, Winterhaven. It's a well-known fact that the Red Family got its name from when its Viking ancestors first took the area um, from the giants who originally lived there. Uh, the will and determination of the Viking folk was so fierce that they left none alive, brutally murdering all of the giants that had lived here, getting their name the Red Family. Red is in blood. Um, so great was their bloodshed that all other people of the lands feared them. However, today the Red Family is much, much, much less savage and primitive, and they've developed a very elegant and sophisticated culture. And some say that their dealings with the, that their initial dealings with the Frost Elves aided them in gaining a culture and being sophisticated and known for their um, uh, lavish parties and political power. 
So, there are many people that are in furs and cotton and wool that are just busy around the city. Um, it's very large, but there is indeed a main road that kind of winds its way up, literally, like geographically, all the way up to where the castle is. Um, you notice there, about midway, there's a big market square um, with all things like taverns, inns, uh, shops, businesses, everything like that. But you guys are probably looking for a tavern or, or sorry, an inn to for the night because it is getting busy and places like an inn is especially fill up fast. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll head off and find an inn for ourselves. Okay. Um, how do you want to choose to try to find an inn? I'm going to go looking for a magic item shop, first and foremost. Okay. Because I have too much gold in my pocket for okay. me to think that an inn is a good idea. What we'll do yet. is we'll, yeah. we'll do this, and then I'll go around and we'll do downtime. Um, so, so anything like that would be let's part go, of the downtime. Can we go to like the bank? To get the gold turned into platinum? You don't know if there's a bank here, but you could ask someone. Let's ask somebody. Uh, there's a lot of people to pick from. Um, actually, you all of you go ahead and roll somebody. me a um, either perception or investigation. Check. Sure. Perception it is. Sick. Ah, ah crap. Here you go. Perception, you said? Yep. Or investigation? Either one. I would prefer perception. Okay. 23. Wow. Okay. 21. Okay. 9. Okay. Yeah, you're looking across the cloud, crowd and nothing ever sticks out to you, but you see, and you're almost having to take a double look at a, uh, a very ornate robe with embroidered on it a seal of one of the Zingy's clans. Which clan? Oh, me. Mm. Do I know which clan? Of course you know which clan. Mm. Uh, it has a, um, a dragon with uh, four wings. It is the Dragonfly clan. Ah, uh, okay. Um, which you know a lot about. Um, if you... If you want to make a check or anything, it would be an honor check. But yeah, you see it. Uh, it is a woman who has her dark hair in a ponytail. She is Zingyi's human. Um, and she is wearing a... Um, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, kimono? Kimono, yes. Yeah, a kimono. A kimono. Um, however, it's not very formal and like beautiful and colorful. It's more muted. And it seems to be a, kim a kimono but made for, like, pra practicality. Cold weather. Yeah. Not a regular God, She's in the square. She she just uh, is passing by where you guys are at. Um, yeah. I've spotted something very interesting. Speak up a little bit. I can um, yeah. I've spotted something very interesting, but I'm going to keep an eye on it for myself personally because it is mostly just personal means of okay. interest. Um, Sounds like it's not that interesting, then. I'm going to kind of split off from the group. Okay. And I'm going to try and, as difficult as it is, going to try and be inconspicuous but follow her. Okay. Um, Bonnie, you notice that in the main square, there seems to be a two, uh, no, not a two-story, a three-story building 
uh, with a sign hanging from it, and the sign says um, the Dancing Flame, and it has a fiddle on it with flame coming off of it, and you uh, see uh, the doors, double doors going in and out, and you see um, just fully crowded on the inside, um, and it looks like people are even on the outside because it's so full. They seem to be eating food that's steaming hot. And you look above, and you can tell from where the how many windows there are that this is probably um, an inn or a tavern. Yeah. Um, you also look around, and Bonnie, your eye glances around a along a very dark um, alleyway, um, the opening of another large building, um, with a few women in various scandalous clothes that are kind of. Um, advertising. Um, you also see that on one of the other sides, a big um, smokestack coming out of a rather short one-story but long building uh, made of red brick. Um, and swinging above it is a sign that reads, The Pointed Helm. And it has a forge um, on the picture. And uh, as, as one smith does... Um, Fork and immediately beelines towards the forge. I'm gonna follow him. Okay. Uh, Forkin goes and he seems to be um, looking around the shop and seems to be talking with the owners about um, forging. Uh, you also see Vrondis is there. And uh, Vrondis goes, What a surprise! Forkin, if I may. And they seem to be talking about something and he holds out a piece of parchment and they begin discussing about crafting and forging and stuff. Well, this isn't the inn exactly, unless they have rooms upstairs. Uh, you <laughs> see a, um, uh, you see a, um, a rather gruff looking man <coughs> with a partial beard. The other side is just black from an explosion most likely. He has these really large goggles that are on the forehead. No, it's not. Um, and he has um, uh, a kind of towel that's kind of put over his side that's like just messed with oil. And you see like a, a fresh bit of like dried snot there. Turns around. Looks at you for a bit. And kind of shows you the menu. Kind of wipes off a bit of snot that's kind of infused with like black powder. <clears throat> Very interesting. Goes back to working. <clears throat> Another one uh, comes up, and you see there seems to be like an apprentice uh, that is kind of taking orders from another two. Uh, they look to be guards, and eventually the 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 young uh, apprentice kind of goes up. <clears throat> uh, can I help you with something? Maybe. Okay. Not necessarily, but maybe. <coughs> yeah, yeah, what do you need? <clears throat> Coughs out a bit of black smoke. I need something special. Look, this ain't a magic shop, okay? There's one located near the, near the castle road, okay? If you go, fall the path down. <coughs> Uh, take a ride onto Castle Road. Fancy uh, dipshit owns the place. Um, you're looking for um, 
Rosie. Um, yeah, she'll help you out. Is that I E or Y? I don't know. What well, I said, I'm not like you know her. That's fine. I'll ask her too. <laughs> Trust me, if I knew Rosie, I wouldn't be working in this. And like he looks over and you see the very large man kind of like looking at him and he goes, "Don't recommend finishing um, that <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, I would I would go look over there. Um, we, we got swords and armor and um, and helms. I may have a custom job for you later. Okay. We'll see. We don't do leather though. You're gonna want to talk to Bruce. No, no, no. I'm not thinking in leather. Oh, I'm thinking okay. weaponry. It's just a little different. Oh, all right. Don't worry. I'll come back when I've got something. Uh, okay. Okay. Out um. Um, <clears throat> Hopper, and he like goes and he begins like talking to another man that's in the store. It's very busy, very crowded place. Almost. Do any of you like have claustrophobia? No. Okay. If you had claustrophobia, you'd be having a hard time right now. Okay. I'm gonna um, head out from there and it's see if I can find Rosie. To have claustrophobia okay. whenever they're Melvin, giants. what are you doing? As you notice that many of your party members have just like straight up like left and split off into different directions. Uh, you do notice that Aura is still with you, as well as the two cubs, which make me a perception check. Oh crap! Because they are still following you guys on the ground. That would be eighteen. Okay. Okay, so um, you notice that at one point there seems to be a rather dark-looking individual that goes and grabs the top of one of them and begins I punch running. Him. Yeah, you just <laughs> there's nothing to it. Like you just you just like you, he picks it up and he takes a bag and he tries bag. You just whack, just clock him right across across the face, and he just drops. Like he is dropped, and you see like um, it's probably just like I don't know like. Um, like 23 22 is like really scrawny boy he's got like dirt on his nose and like now just like huge amount of blood that's just like slowly draining or is like oh my gosh and she like goes and like tries to like help whatever and you like just grab your bear back do you want to let them keep walking behind you um i'm gonna look at both the bears i'm gonna pick them both up all right one is currently like bait like there's a little mud puddle and it's just kind of like all rolling around. Yeah, it's like rolling around. It's like white fur. It looks like a brown bear now. His or mine? Probably his. Probably mine. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's it. That's Altu. It's definitely Bonnie's. That's Altu. Altu? Yeah. Oh my god. So. Yeah. So, I'm going to pick them both up. Alright, guys. You're going to be laying on money. But I'd rather you lay on money than get taken. And I put them in the pouch that has all the money. <laughs> oh man, that money's gonna get so muddy. That's the bank's problem, uh, not mine. <laughs> um, alright, so, um... Cut wizards. With fun. that, uh, Aura and Jared decide to go to the inn. To yeah, the we're gonna go, you, to the you go? Okay, cool. So, you guys go to the inn, um, and, uh, it's crowded. What happens to the kid, by the way? The kid? Yeah, did Aura, like, Was heal Aura him a little? Or, or it was just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm but sorry. don't steal she, from she, us. She, like, tried to do her best. Let's see. Nope. She was like, oh, I'm, s I'm sorry. And he's just like, oh, fuck, go away. And he just, like, gets up and <laughs> she's like, go away. Get out of my way. Um, <laughs> she has healing spells if she actually yeah. wanted to fix it. No, but she's like, yeah. Also, so, he wasn't dying, so fuck him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you guys get there. It is... Um, it is a bit of gold. I'll get to that later. But eventually, you're able to get two rooms. That's all that they have. 
Yeah, all right. Two rooms with uh, two beds, but they can arrange for um, it to be three beds for each room. So it's six beds six total. Yeah. Okay. Which still, I don't think is enough because that's... No, we have seven parts. It, it, it's enough. It's enough. Okay. It's enough. There's one of us that um, doesn't give a shit where he lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's um, it. There's one of us who actively goes and lives in the woods. So with that, um, you guys um, have the rest of the evening. So I'm going to start with Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie, you're heading towards the magic shop. What exactly? Um, you are able to... We'll start with Bonnie. Uh, you're able to um, get there, and you see a building that looks like the second floor is slanting just ever so slightly. Um, and you see that this smokestack that's coming out of it is violet. Home sweet home. Mm-hmm. So um, you notice that above where the door is to enter, there is an owl. And as you approach, the owl uh, just screeches at you. Hello. Is she in? Whoop. Like, turns his head all around and then... <laughs> Rosie. Whoop. And it begins flying, and it, like, goes down and, like, grabs the door, like, with its talons, and, like, opens them up, and the door swings wide. And then before it goes in, it shits on your shoulder, and then flies in. Thank you. And uh, it, it goes, and you enter, and this place is like... Did it have a sign outside? It did not. Okay. Um, this place Just is like... Magic show. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons Hoarder Edition. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like there yes. are book stacks. It's an antique shop. Got it's it. like an <laughs> antique shop, but like half of the things are like have limbs and are moving around. Cool. Like nice. there is a there is a large cauldron that has like its four little stubby feet are like skidding across the floor, and it's like sloshing some dark liquid. And it like hops up and like um you see a woman with very 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 like white blondish hair, and no that's yeah it's not um and she has it like tucked up the best she can in a ponytail like streams of it are kind of frizzled and fraying out and. Uh, and she has these crazy huge glasses. Um, and you notice that around her neck is a small weasel. Um, she is about yay tall. She's a gnome. Um, and she's got this huge bulbous nose that kind of goes out into a point and it's kind of smeared with like a little like dark powder, but it's got like this sparkly silver stream in it that's kind of like glitter on her face. She like wipes it off and she goes, Oh, hello? Um, it's, oh, ah, darn it, Harold, why did you do that again? I told you not to shit on customers. I'm so sorry. I'm so, uh, give me just a moment. Um, yes, yes, I know. I, I know. I, I did that yesterday. I know, I know, I should have done that. Oh, crap, the potion, you're totally right. I'm completely sorry. She's, there's no one else in the room, by the way. She's just talking to herself. Oh no, she looks like she's talking to herself. I, I have a guess at what she's probably doing. I'm the one that also um, talks to myself all the time. Uh, she goes over and she um, and all this other stuff. Yeah. She taps some beakers that look like they they are not boiling, but they're just frothing. And as they froth, they froth out of the beaker and just make this huge stack, like this column of just these tiny little bubbles that like slowly float off every now and then and pop. And as they pop, they make this weird sound, like <laughs> and. Yeah, it's like the weirdest sound. 
Um, eventually she hops down and you see her get behind the counter. She takes the counter and kind of flips it on the side, kind of like a shelf, shelf, uh, chef's counter. And she uh, uh, flies right in on a small little broom. Okay, so, um, uh, Harold, Harold, where, thank you. And he comes down and he brings her a little hat. She goes, thank you. And it's got like bird poop smeared on one side of the hat. And she's just like, it's another another day, another day, another dog. Just, um, pleasure to meet you. What can I what can I do for you today? I'm William Kidd. It's lovely to William meet you. William Kidd. Would Great you be to the meet one you. that's called Rosie? Oh, that's really sweet. But no, my name is Rosie. Yes. People say I smell like roses. That's why I get the name. It's um yeah, it's just a little potion I made. It's just it's nothing. It's just like, I mean if you want to buy it, it's like really popular. Um, is that a Y or an IE? Uh, I mean, I don't know. They just call me that. I, ah. Yeah. I mean, God like, bless. Rose, it's like, uh, I don't know. Oh, hey. I'll go with EY then. Okay, let me check my, the source. <laughs> I think if something smells like a rose, I don't know. I'm not a wordsmith. You talked to Captain Fancy Pants for that. Now, that's the second time I've heard that. Where is this Fancy Pants? Oh, no. I mean, yeah, he's he's a total prick. Like, well, like sure. womanizer. Most of people are once they get to that point. But I mean, yeah, he's in the castle, and oh, right. he's he's head of the royal library, and it's just a big mess. It's a really cool library, but I've gotten kicked out like twice now, and my library pass has expired. So, oh, it's it's a lot. I mean, sometimes, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sad about it or anything. It was just a really nice library pass. <laughs> It had like a little gold plating on the side, and um, a herald shot on it a little bit. And anyways, they wouldn't that take it. it but um, <sighs> why are you cutting onions under me? I told you not to. And you see like the pot, and there's like a like a uh, like on the pot there's a small cutting board, and there's a knife that has like legs, and it's just like whacking itself under the cutting board, and there's like a group of onions, and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, there's a lot of onions in here. Go, go take that in the kitchen, please. Thank you. Okay, so anyways, what can I do for you? <clears throat> Miss Rosie. Yes. I no, have... oh, don't call me Miss. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm, uh, I'm down, ready to mingle. Uh... I mean, not with half health, so. Fair enough. So. I don't have anything against you, it's just... I understand. Okay. I've been I've been through it before. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So um. Anyways, what can I do for you? Rosie, I have a terrible, terrible problem. Oh, that sucks. I have sucks. tons and tons of money, and I can't carry it all. Listen, because I am a weak person. Life gets hard, and and a lot of times you have too much go go. Wait. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Uh, you said. Yes. You said money. I did say money. Uh, what I would really appreciate okay. is if you've got some kind of bag that's better than a regular bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I have plenty of those. Yeah. Yes. There's one that eats my socks. It's really <laughs> cool. Um, there's ones that eats my potions. Um, and then I just have one that's kind of boring. You just put a bunch of things in it. Um, and I, sometimes I put my broom in there a lot. But, um, yeah. Man, my uncle Frederick... He made it, and it's really special to me. And I don't think I'd ever give it away unless it was for like, you know, like a lot of money. Oh, man, it's so sentimental. I mean, like, oh my gosh, it's so sentimental. I can bring it out if you want to take a look at it. I mean, sure. That sounds like something I'd be interested in. Okay. Mind you, the one that eats sucks does sound interesting too. I'll keep it in mind. But 
it's a question of what you're willing to part with and what you're not. And I understand if you're not, for both of them. No, I'll get it. It's no problem. I'll, I'll be right back. And she oh, goes. thank you. Um, okay. Sue. I love this character. And of course, the other question, can you teach me how to make other things as <laughs> well? No, no, no. There's no way. This is like, I mean, I, it depends. Like, uh, um... So, um, they call my dad, okay, so my, my great grandfather was an artificer and he was like amazing and like, uh, he's like, well, don't become a wizard because wizards are lame. And I was like, they're not lame. They're cool. And then he was like, yeah, well I can make cool things like this bag. And then I got the bag from him. So like, I don't actually know how to make this, but like. I thought that came from her uncle, not her grandfather. Even she doesn't know. She can go back and forth on the story if she wants to, so long as she's willing to say it. That's the real question. I mean, this is a beautiful character, and I'm like... Okay, so she brings out um, a um, a bag, and it is uh, very nice. It's leather. Uh, It's not very large. It's not like a backpack. It's more like a, like a... Satchel, kind of like a, um, like a if you're familiar bag. with like a, a, a haversack. Um, inside, uh, yeah, it's it's just a regular leather bag. It's got a few stains on it. One of the stains smokes a little bit, but it doesn't look like it's actually doing anything to the material. It's just smoking a little bit. Not enough to tell a difference, but like it just, it's, it's like, okay, something magical hit that and that was bad. Um, okay. So she goes, yeah, I can, um, I think I can do maybe 8,000 gold. I currently have 1,000. Um. That's understandable. That, that, okay, that's, that's like, I mean, when you said a lot, like, I thought. Well, I just mean more than I can carry, but as you can see, Um, I'm not a particularly strong person in and of myself. Um. I have friends. Who also I mean, there's other things. You can have one of these bags, and something. the one that eats my socks is pretty fun, and you can put a lot of things in it, but I've never been able to get it out of it, but it holds a lot of things. How much for it? Um, hmm, probably 300 gold. Do you want me to bring it out? I can show you. Oh, yes, please. Okay, yeah, I'd give me a second. She goes behind. You just hear this. Boom! No, stay, stay still! No, 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 don't eat the bird! You hear like a few glass speakers breaking. She eventually comes up and she has a messenger bag and she has a leather belt wrapped tightly around it. And you see where the flap of the bag would normally be. It is, there are some teeth that are outlining it that are just like furiously trying to get out of it. And she's like, yeah, so this one, huh? Like her ponytail's off now, and she, like her hair is like frayed everywhere, and looks like she, there's a big chunk of like her hair that's completely missing. She goes, "Yeah, so uh, it's a really great, oh yeah, three three hundred, so, yeah, that'd be a great deal." Looks like it's quite a bit of trouble. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not that bad. You just have to keep the belt on it, and I'll throw the belt in for like twenty gold. But you've also said that you can't ever get any of it back. Well, I mean, I haven't gotten it back yet. I'm intrigued. Okay, But I don't know if I've got money to give you for it. We'll put this on the shelf for now. She whips out a wand and she, like, uh, gives a little flisk and notice that 
um, her broom kind of sprouts out twig-like arms and it, like, grabs it and, like, flies it over to the back of the room again. You hear a loud bang and a crash and another break, and she just, every time she flinches a little bit, and it goes quiet and the broom comes back. Well, what I really need is one that I think is probably like that, but doesn't eat the things. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what this one is, and she shows you the rather large haversack. Right, but that's more than I can ever um, possibly I mean, that's all I have in stock. I could try to order something from... But, um, like, that's going to take a while, and it's going to be more expensive, though. How long is a while? How much more expensive? Um, probably, like, six months. Okay, fair enough. I mean, if you want to try to, like... um, I mean, I could do a little lower, I guess. She eventually keeps going down, and the price that you do get her at is, um... Uh, <laughs> is uh, is two thousand five hundred gold? I know you weren't even I'm trying to you. persuade her. Yeah, it's just like, she's so I'm, bad. I'm good with you giving me the price that it's, it's worth. It's fine. Just take it. Like Harold shit on it yesterday. All right, all right. If I give you two hundred and fifty, that's ten percent of what you're asking for right now. If I borrowed it for a week, and then decided that I couldn't possibly live without it, I can talk to my friends, and we might be able to give you the other 90%. Let me, just, let me think a bit. Is that acceptable? Just give me a second. All right. She, she kind of tucks her hair behind her ears, and she grabs her hat, and she puts it on, and she goes, I mean, he's like a really, I mean, like, I don't know, like, I think he's kind of cute. I know you said, you said not to do the half elves again, I know. It's a big thing. But, like, I mean, this guy, like... He's talking me down, like, it's a hard fight, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell him. No, I am. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, that's what I told him. I said, yeah, I know. Aw, that's really sweet. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, no, Harold's fine. Thanks for asking. How are you? I know I don't ask that. Like, I want to make sure you're okay. I went to this class the other day in the castle, and they were like, hey, if you want to come back to the library, you need to be better with things. And I was like, yeah. I yeah. think she has a letter. Anyways. All right. Well, <laughs> okay, I, I love so. you. I think so. No, I mean, not like that. No, that's gross. No, I mean, like, I'm not into... I mean, unless you're... No, I mean, no, I'm not. I mean, that's fine. Like, um, okay, I gotta go. Okay, yeah, I'll see ya. Um, Harold, can you... Thank you. And then Harold, like, swoops down, like, shits on the hat and picks it up again. I... T- um, yeah, so, hey, um, I gotta think about this. That's really low. Maybe, maybe right, we can come back. Right, so. Which is why I'm saying yeah. that it wouldn't be, like, right. purchased. Plus, I gotta close more, soon, so... More the land of rent. Yeah, okay. But, regardless. Alright. What else do you have available? Um, well, I have... SHIT! Oh, no! Yes, it's on the hat. I'm not no! purchasing any. Oh, he already gave I me forgot. some. It's on my shoulder. Oh, I was supposed to go to this meeting today. <laughs> yeah, I was in the castle. I was supposed to try to get my library card back. It's just, I mean, well, it's really important to me that Come I on. get this library card back. Cause, um, I'm going to pick her up and just kind of carry Stop her. cutting onions! <sighs> oh, you, you're carrying her? I, I mean, I have a strength of six. I probably yeah, can't she, really, but she I'm just, just going to, like, pick her up and carry she, her in she, that She's completely, kind of like, like, not... Spinning her she's, like, not in this space right now. She's just, like, on another plane of existence. Like, <laughs> in another edition I of D&D. Like, cool. Yeah, you yeah. leave. And, she, no, and 
I'm bringing her with yeah, me. No, We're going to head for the castle. Uh, Harold, Harold <laughs> locks the door and sits out on the front, and he hoos at her, and she's like, it's fine. Like, I'm just, I'm going to go to the castle. I'll be right back. Be good, Harold. By the way, what's your name? Like I said, I'm William Kent. <laughs> William. Okay, nice to meet you. You know, they call me, they call me Rosie. I told you that, right? I have heard that. Okay. You didn't cool. actually tell it to yeah. me. I've heard it from other people in town. Okay, yeah, they call me that because I smell good. I mean, I don't know if you could notice, but like, I, you know, it's, it's... It's lovely, Rosie. It actually smells like roses. It's very nice. It's lovely. Uh, I know. It, I mean, it made a special thing for that. So, you two head off to the castle. Yep. We're going to switch. Um, Adriana's back. So, we're going to take a break, guys, and then we will be back, and we will continue the adventures of downtime in this grand city of Winterhaven. All right, cool. Hey guys, it's Steven. I hope you're enjoying our podcast. Today, our podcast is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. Yes, people like you. If you would like to help support us, click on the purple button titled Support This Podcast on our Anchor page. Even with a contribution as low as $1 a month, your support helps keep our adventures running. So become a supporter today at anchor.fm forward slash roll or die. That's anchor.fm forward slash roll or die. No spaces. Thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy the rest of our podcast. All right, everyone, we are back, and this time we have the lovely Adriana joining us and the ever-so-great Joey joining us. Hello. Welcome back, guys. All right, so um, we are currently in the city of Winterhaven, and we are... For a moment, as you're recuperating from your adventures before going on to the next big thing, you've all had some downtime. Um, so, with that, as we have currently explored with Scott's character, Bonnie Bill, we're going to keep doing that and take maybe the next 10 to 15 minutes um, working on that. So you are headed towards the castle uh, with the ever bright-eyed and bushy tail Rosie, the owner of the magic shop in town. Does not have an actual tail. Um, yeah, I was about to ask. From what I've seen. No, she does not so have far. a tail. She has a that ponytail. That is a. Oh, she had a ponytail. Oh. Wait, what happened to a ponytail? It got eaten by a bag of devouring. Yeah, it got it gotten eaten by a bag. That yeah. So. Which she it also eats her socks. It also eats her socks. That's what happens. To which them. I honestly I, I'm really frustrated about because like uh, now I only have two socks and I don't know what to do. By the way. I always think it's funny because, you know, we talk about, like, she's talking to all this dude. Of course she is. Um, like, you know, pairs of pants. But it's just, like, one pant. So why don't we just call them pants? But then we call a pair of socks. That makes sense because there's, like, the same kind. You know what I'm talking about? I just, it bothers me. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyways. Let's, I think we should maybe hurry because they might close the castle and soon. So. Understandable. By all means, lead on. Okay, cool. Oh, shoot! I forgot. Um, uh, I need to run back in real quick. I forgot something. And she runs back in. You guys haven't gotten far from yeah. her shop. She runs in and she runs back out. And she looks to be casting a spell and, and um, speaking in some uh, wispy language. After in Kainstabot gets Tunda. And she hits, taps the broom a couple of times, and it's bendy, sticky arms and legs, and it's kind of walking around. It uh, goes back to a regular broom. She catches it, and she hops on it, and she glides next to you. 
Alright, I'm ready. Um, anyways, um, Harold, lock the door! Thank you. Let's go. So you guys making your way up the path. Um, eventually you're able to get to where the walls of this great castle is, and some of the very nice buildings of Winterhaven. Um, as you approach, there are a few guards, um, with their chain mail and their kind of, uh, wools and tans, uh, draped over, and one of them stops you. <sighs> Rosie, we told you, you're not allowed on the perimeter for the next week and a half still, okay? Can you just wait? It's You've done great. It's been almost a full month, but we need you to wait a little bit longer. Look, um, okay, um, James, I, I really... I promise I'll be good. I just need to get my library card. That's all I want. I have this really nice guy. He's got these great- I would actually like a library card as well. See, and I'll help him. I know where the things are and like, you trust me and I'm good. And he just like, his facial expression is just like. <sighs> Rosie, if you do one thing, I will make sure that your shop does not get business for another month or two. Okay? I promise I'll be good. All right, open the gate. And you see one. Captain, we can't open the gate. She's not allowed. Do what I said. Open the gate. The gate opens. And uh, he goes, oh, before, um, your business in here, you're seeking the library of consorts? Yes. Okay. Um, where do you hail from? Ah, uh, <laughs> great question. I don't actually remember. Far and away. What's your citizenship? Oh, um... Valderian. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna not say anything because I don't know what they owe oh, and whether or not they're friendly. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I don't really claim an allegiance to anywhere, actually. Okay. All right. I'm well, a non-participant in okay. Just, those sorts of affairs. Let me write something up. For your pass inside, make sure you keep this on your person, all right? Absolutely. There will be inspections every now and then. If you do not have it on your person, you will be forcefully removed from the premise. And he begins writing on Very some parchment, good. folding it up, and it seems to be just a, um, a form that is pre-written, and it just he just kind of uh, uh, goes, and uh, your name. Legal name, please. William Kidd. Okay, thank you. And he begins signing it out, folds it up, and he hands it to you, and it's just a parchment. Thank you very much. I'm gonna put that in a coat pocket. All right, Rosie, make it quick. You know when the gates close. All right, okay. I'm, I, I got it. I got it. I'm fine. Stop looking at me like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I, I promise. I'll be with her. She captain. pulls I'll out a sure set of vials. She kind of hands them over, and he goes, "Thank you." And he grabs them, and they're sloshing around with multicolored liquid. And she goes, "Okay, fine. I have one more too." And she reaches in. She grabs out another potion. Uh, it's like a beaker that's sealed off with like a cork in it, and he goes, very well. Welcome to the city gates. And you go through the castle, and it's very nice, not cobblestone. These are actually uh, very evenly laid stonework with beautiful architecture and design in all the buildings. She directs you to one of the larger, more gothic style structures, um, which seems to be uh, double doors with uh, um, brass and uh, very deep oak wood and she opens it up and you see many what looks to be monks and scribes and different people with robes um, that are throughout and you just see 
uh, this ever-expanding spiral staircase that goes throughout the structure in multi in different ways, and there's just books and books and rows and rows of all the lore and knowledge, and you snip and you just smell that beautiful must of an ever-expanding old library before you. She brings you to a desk, very tall desk, where there is a man, uh, very aged, um, uh, kind of shuffles around. He has a tome that's strapped to one of his sides. and he's, Yes, <clears throat> how can I? Oh, Rosie, I thought you told you not to be back. Yes, um, but I, I got permission, and I just, I all I need is my library card. That is it. I'll see what I can do with the Meister. And you, I have a new face. Mm, what can I do for you? you know, I was also planning to apply for a library card. Very well, I have some papers you might <clears throat> need to fill out, but I think I can have something arranged. Thank you. I'll be back. That's fabulous. He goes back eventually with some papers for both you and Rosie. Hers is a lot longer, very thick, um, but eventually you start filling them out. Provides you with a quill and ink. Well, eventually, um, it's just basic information. Um, just name, uh, place of origin, or if you have any alliance to any certain country, what's your business being here? No, yeah, yeah, you just <laughs> like in a bunch of things. Um, he reviews them, and eventually he gives you a visitor's pass of the library, which allows you to go everywhere in the library except for a few sections, which are prohibited um, for the guest. The restricted section. You're not going to the restricted section of the library. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so. Have access to the library. Uh, Rosie um, rents a few books, very heavy tomes. Did I catch this old timer's name? Uh, no, you did not. Uh, you can ask if you want to. Oh, I absolutely would. Yes, um, Meister Reginald is my name. Rosie. I'm the um, the assistant to the headmeister. Um, Meister And I'm in charge of the bookkeeping and general distribution of the books outside the library. Mm. Yes. Rosie, I'll stamp this for you. And she begins stamping the books with dates to bring them back by. Um, yeah, so, um, is there any research you'd like to do in the right library? Uh, there is, but not just now. No, I'll, I'll deal with that later. Okay, cool. Alright, so, uh, Rosie gets her books and she begins going home, and, uh, she's all sorts. Maybe you can stop by at my shop, um, tomorrow, you know, if you have more gold, or tell your friends if you have friends. I mean, I don't think you get a type of travel alone. I mean, I mean, if you travel alone. By the way, do you like travel with like other half elves? They're like, you know, or female. Not specifically, no. That are like, I don't know, like really cute or anything. Like I said, not specifically, no. Okay. The one I'm with currently mostly has skinny folk, actually. Oh, oh, that's. I was actually a little surprised by the part. Well, I mean, they, I mean, I welcome all people. Like, you know, sure. I'm totally cool. I appreciate that. As long as they're not like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I'm not a big fan of like beholders. No, no. They're kind of scary. Um, I don't believe that they generally like to travel with people either. No, yeah, I, 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 I talked to one one time, and it was a very, very short conversation. Um, yeah. Started shooting lasers at you, didn't it? Yeah, I lost a few friends, but I mean, they were like, I mean, they were like second cousins. I mean, they were first cousins. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was like really sad. You came from a large family. About some <laughs> but I mean, like it's fine. Like it was really quick, and it was just like boom. Where? Oh no! Where did Susanna go? Oh, there's just a puddle of pudding. That's cool. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's fine, I guess. I mean, everyone likes pudding. I mean, but it was like, it, yeah, it wasn't good. 
I didn't try it, but like Harold was like, maybe we should try it. Or like, okay, maybe I had like a spoon, but I was like, oh, one like I'm gonna. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I didn't know. It was, I don't think it was her. I think it was like you know, there was like some other oozes, and you, know, you gotta make sure because like some stuff is like flammable. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I have a I have a beaker of it if you like it actually. I mean, I would. I'm gonna go now. Thank Not you. Today. Okay. Um, Harold, can you give me the keys? Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. Say goodbye. Harold just like looks at you. His eyes squint and his head stretches a little too much forward. He kind of looks at your shoulder where the poop is, and it's like, and then he goes back in. And then he go back in. He marked his territory. Yeah. Now I flip my shoulder. Okay. Now he's in the shoulder. Um. All right. Um. And I go back to the dancing plane. Okay, cool. So you all find yourselves in the dancing flame for the night. Not this um, one. Not that one, though. Um, it, there are two rooms, three bed in each room, so it's a little cramped. I only see. Vesk, you are the only one that's not back in the dancing flame. Uh, and by the way, uh, Brondis, you do spot Brondis in the inn, but you know he has his own room. He's doing his own thing. You know, he's kind of washed his hands of this whole affair. Um, all right. Room. And so, what are you doing, Vesk? You're following someone, aren't you? Yeah. I would like you to make a stealth check. Okie dokie. As you have spotted a Zingy's human, um, I said that weird. Zingy's human of the Dragonfly clan. Yep, correct. What is your stealth check? My stealth is a 17. I would also like to roll an honor check about uh, the clan. Yeah, the clan. So 17 for stealth. 17 for stealth and a 15 for honor. Okay, 15 for honor. Yes, the Dragonfly clan is most notably messengers. Uh, they work for the Phoenix Clan, who are the current rulers. As which, everyone does. As everyone does, it seems. Um, very openly, and they are known just for being messengers. They are also, um, they have good relationships with both the Locust Clan um, and the clan which you are from. Oh, wait, you're from the Locust, sorry. The Locust and the Sparrow Clan, which Locust, Locust and Sparrow are both rice farmers. They live both in the land of rice. Um, yeah, so mostly messengers, sometimes ambassadors, sometimes spies. Um, but those are usually much more hidden from sight. Of course. Uh, you've been following her. And it makes a parent where, as she looked like she had some reason to go somewhere, um, she ends up getting to an alleyway that uh, runs blank. Uh, Why are you following me? She turns around. Ah, truly ginky. Interesting. Yes. Just interesting to see a fellow Zingis. Well, that is interesting, isn't it? And she speaks in Zingis at this point. I start going in Zingis as well. What business do you have with me? Nothing too important. Just curious as to what matters are going on, specifically in Zing and here as well. How the Emperor is doing all that jazz. I've been away from home for a long time. Obviously, do not speak of the Emperor past. There is no seat. It remains empty. The Emperor is dead. Intriguing. And as a void always feels power, so war is spoken. And what clan do you hail from, Jinki? Locust. <laughs> well, I hate to say, but... Your clan is still scraping the bottom of the barrel. Not surprised. But there are whispers of some who make secret treaties with the Fox Clan, sending messages and stones, old stones, 
is the Zingis doing all the way out here? If you're not a messenger or an ambassador of another clan. Well, to be frank, I made some poor choices. She takes out one of her shurikens and kind of plays with it in her hands. As I slowly and carefully draw my scythe, I made some poor decisions and ended up having to flee for my life, which leaves a bad taste in my mouth as it is. And then one day I found myself in jail in Ruwak for some unknown reason. In here in Winterhaven? No, not in Winterhaven. Um, White Frost. In White Frost. The Iron Keep. And did you do the kids there? Apparently they just found me washed up on the shore. You must be really dangerous then. As she kind of steps forward a little bit, playing with her shuriken, she gets kind of enough to be in your personal space. I mean, I don't have a personal space. Mm. Oh, true. You don't feel much, do you? Nope. Uh, well, it is good to practice my tongue of my land. Absolutely. It's been a long time, and it's a welcome. I misworded that. My bad. I didn't say that. <clears throat> okay, what'd you say? I, I said, it's been a welcome. It's basically, it is. I'm happy that I'm being able to speak in my native tongue to someone else who understands. Okay, gotcha. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I recognize that I misworded it, and I was like, nope, that's yeah, not yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she, um. Interesting. Well, I would suggest that you do not follow me as I have my own business. Of course. Apologies. I did not mean to even be noticed. I, as you probably can tell, am very poor at that. But I apologize. I am grateful that you were not as hostile as others would jump to. Oh, I can be very hostile. Oh, I don't doubt it. All of Zingy's can be hostile. Is that true, especially in a time of as such as this. Indeed. I would say, do not go back. It is dangerous. Plus, there is many tyrants that have been formed from the clans that wish to vie for power. <coughs> and as you most notably, one of your own. I'll see you around. She is making her way. I do indeed hope to see you around. She leaves. And disappears. Yeah. You do notice that you hear a clanging sound, and she does drop a shuriken with the zingy symbol imprinted on it. Gonna take it. It would be a dart. That would that's what it would be as um Yeah. Yeah. But stylistically shuriken. Of course. So, um, anything else you'd like to do? as the moon has begun to rise over the split peak past mountains. I guess I'll try and go find my compatriots. Okay. Easy enough. Uh, you find the dancing flame. Uh, the hearth. Uh, hearth. Sorry. Hearth. No, hearth. hearth. Oh, yeah, I read that down. The hearth um, blazing as a fiddler plays in the room and many people are eating and drinking. But at this hour, most of your compatriots are in their rooms, which Forkin shows you. Um, so, rooms, splitting up three, three and three, so who's going in what rooms? Um, I'm going in the left room. Okay, left room. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything. Morgan's going to go with you in the left room. Okay, <laughs> and I'll go with them both in the okay. left room. I figured that so that's always the right. I guess the three of us are in the right room. Okay, cool. All right, 
So with that, we're going to start downtown fun. So starting off with Melvin. Oh, uh, boy. We're going to say this is going to be over the course of uh, the next two to three weeks. All right. So over the next two to three weeks, uh, what are you doing? Well, the first thing I want to do is try to find the bank. The bank. The bank. Uh, you notice that there is a um, like a currency exchange. Not necessarily a bank. It's not big enough to have a bank. But there is a place that is much akin to a bank. All right. I want to go there and exchange some currency. Okay. Easily enough, there is a fee, though. Kind of fee. <coughs> percentage fee based on how much you're exchanging. 60%. No, there is a percentage. What's the percentage? It is 7.25. Well, that doesn't hardly seem worth it. No, it doesn't. I'm going to walk away. I would rather take my gold elsewhere. There is, there is the beauty of taxation and money mongers is, is still in this fantasy world, too. Yeah. Um, ugly fuck. Yeah. Alright, alright. So, um, Melvin, what else are you doing in your downtime in the next week or two? Melvin has a few ideas. One, he wants to go meet the gnome. That Billy. It's so gracefully. Billy, would you tell your party about the fateful encounter? I, I wouldn't specifically, although I would assume that at some point they would ask about a magic shop. And if magic they did shop, that, I would say, well, there's Rosie. Don't know if she's actually got anything for sale. Or anything worth money, or anything that we can actually use, and our prices are kind of ridiculous. But then again, so is she. So it makes perfect sense. All right, magic shop. Okay. So weapon shop and some other stuff. Okay. Uh, okay, <laughs> I know where you're going there. Okay, so let's say weapon shop since it's closest. You enter in, and the forge is heated and very hot. You actually see in the corner. Um, you see Forkin and Brondis, and they seem to be working on something. Um, yeah. So they're crafting something. Okay. That's what we do. Uh, Forgan kind of gives you a nod. Bron is also kind of a little head nod. You go in, you see a very large, gruff man with partial beard, the other half growing back a little bit, and just, yeah. just all the black uh, grease and powder, and he just kind of stares at you. A little, like, little ember that's caught on his beard kind of pats it out a little bit, and it looks at you. Kind of shows you the menu, doesn't talk at all, but gives a little <clears throat> run every now and then. I punch things. I want to punch them better. <laughs> and he goes out and he begins forging. And uh, yeah, the, there's a small apprentice that goes and goes, uh, It'll take him a while, but if you want to come back later today, I'm sure he'll have it ready for you. Um, it would cost, um, let me get out the books real quick. And he gets out the books and he looks at the book and he goes, mm, 400 gold. To punch things better. Yeah. I mean, it's really nice. Is there some sort of contest I can enter to get him to lower it? Um, a show of strength or something? I mean, no, not that I think mean, I could ask him. 400 gold? He goes, do that. Uh, over 400 gold. He comes back and he goes, um, I mean, you could talk to him about lowering the price, but he generally just says, no, the price is what the price is. Okay. I mean, I've known him for a while. Like, he's... He's well spoken about his price. Mm-hmm. Um, magic shop. Okay. Uh, you go to the magic shop and you find a two-story building, which the second story is a bit slanted, like it's about to fall over a little bit. There's okay. a bright green door that looks freshly painted, and perched by the door there is a owl, the snowy owl. They're not snowy owl. Sorry, it is a brown owl. Um, and it kind of looks at you. Kind of. Ooh. Hello there. You must be Rosie. 
those, for those at home, the owl turned its neck around to look up at the sign. Uh, it goes over you, and it shits on your shoulder. Got it. And it pulls out some keys, and it unlocks the door, and it opens the door. It flies in. Um, you see, <laughs> um, like I, I explained earlier, it's D&D edition. Um, it's D&D horror edition. Uh, books, stacks of books, cauldrons boiling, things hanging from the ceiling that you're like, I think that's a elephant trunk? Wait, what? And it's just weird. There is uh, sounds of steam hissing. Uh, there are potion bottles that make these huge stack of bubbles that pop and make weird sound effects. There is a very stained desk, and you see the just the tip of the hat uh, moving around the desk, and eventually um, the owl uh, flies over, and he goes, Oh, right! Yeah. And you hear scraping of a stool over the wood and pops up above. Okay! Um, hi! Hi! And you just see the small gnome uh, woman, and just her face is covered, like covered in peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Only her eyes are visible. It's <laughs> okay, so, um, I, I'm sorry about this. I know I'm a mess. Um, what can I do for you? You are so big! Wow! You are so strong. You know that? I did. Wow. Come closer. Let me take a look. You are so strong. Wow. Good are you wearing Are you wearing a shirt? No. She kind of does that. You know when Captain America comes out of the steam? And she's oh. like, oh, wow, that's, that's, wow. You're really, you're really strong. She like gives a little quick, like, touch on your pet. Okay. Um, anyways, um, okay, what can I do for you? Um, what, what do you, what, I, I mean, what do you want? So I haven't actually talked to Billy, so I don't know if he talked to her about this, but I'm gonna take the pack off, you know, that has the bears yeah. and all the money. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh god. I'm not I gonna love, drop it on her. I love I'm what's not, about to happen here. And I'm gonna put it down. I'm gonna be like, so this, I can carry it, as you see. I am strong, gotcha. as you notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather not. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so, you need something that will hold everything, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So, actually, a guy came in just recently about this. Oh, yeah, man. He just had like these curls, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I know! I, you told me! I, no more half curls, half out. That was a big mess last time, and like, oh boy, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that was really crazy. Who were you talking to? I was just talking. Oh! Um, I'm just talking to my friends. Okay. Yeah. Hi, friends. Uh, the, um, yeah. Oh, at least they hi back. Yeah. Anyways, there's a, anyways, um, yeah, um, okay, so I have a few things. I have this one thing that's really cool. You can put a bunch of stuff in it, um, and I don't, it doesn't, you can't really get things out of it. Um, I got a sock out of it one time, though, and she, like, puts her foot up on the table, and she, like, takes her shoe off. There's, like, a half, like, it's a sock, like, at the ankles, like, chewed off. She's like, yeah. Um, anyways, they, like, eat everything, it's really cool, you can, like, put everything in there, and then I have another bag that, like, doesn't eat things, so that's, like, kind of lame, but, like, it's really special to me, because, like, my, my uncle gave it to me, um, and so it's really special, but you can have that. No, I understand, um, I have something Rupert gave to me, and it's really special. Okay, I don't know who Rupert is, but that sounds I cool. show her the fly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> whoa. And it's just, like, dangling, I'm like, bet, yeah. wow. Can you, like, hold it still for, like, ten minutes? Um, yes. Just ten minutes. Okay. All right, Rupert. S play dead. She, like, just stares at it, and it's completely silent for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> Her eyes get really wide. 
She's like just still staring. It's been like nine minutes now, and you're just like it's just very quiet. Wow, that's so cool! I was like, wow! Oh my gosh! Like, where'd you find that? That's so cool! Uh, the the thing that Rupert gave me was his friendship. I, um, wow, that's so him. sweet. Put him back in the hair. That's awesome. Wow. I understand. Sentimental. That's so Stop. sentimental. Like my bag's super sentimental too. Yeah, yeah my mom yeah. gave it to me before she died. <laughs> <laughs> like it was really sad. I'm sorry yeah. about your mom. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Will you show me something special? I should show you something special too. Okay. Okay, give me a second. And she turns around. There's a mirror. She's like, Oh my god. Oh, okay. Never mind. I had peanut butter on my face. Hi. I forgot about that. <laughs> Actually, that's been there for like a couple of days. Um, she goes and um. You actually, do you want to look at the mirror? I do. <laughs> you want to look at the mirror? What else? Okay, I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's never happened when I tried to look at Leonard before. Leonard, what was That's cock. I know, I know. A con save? No, well, wisdom. wisdom save. Oh, crap. Six. Um, okay, for Melvin, you, you find that mirror interesting. You look a little bit in it, and then all of a sudden you're looking at the shop from a mirror's point of view. Is this how Leonard feels? And you notice that as you look to the side, like, everything kind of, like, looks flattened and stretched across, and you look in front of you, you're inside the mirror. That's awesome. She comes back, and she sets some things on the table, and she goes, Yeah, so anyways, um, when I was showing it to me, and, um, oh, what, he's gone. Clunk, 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 clunk. Oh my gosh, what? And she turns around, Oh, no, that's not good. Crap. Hi. Um, uh... Uh, can you hear me? And you can, but it's really horribly. Okay. Yeah. You can't talk back. Oh, that's no fun. Um, okay, so I don't know how to get you out of there, but it's okay. It's it's perfectly fine. Um, uh, uh, here's the thing I was going to show you, and she brings you like a small mechanical bird. Aww. And it like pecks around, and it's like a little clockwork toy. That's really cool. And But the clockwork, like every now and then, there's like a bit of like, smoke and it looks like it automatically magically re-tightens itself she goes yeah um okay so um yeah i'm actually have to go eat right now but i'll come back so it's fine i'll come Hold back on, i'm waving my um, hands i'm gonna go get a, i'm gonna go get I'm a sandwich waving my hands first uh, yes just to get her attention uh -huh. and i'm gonna point at the bag uh-huh yeah because the polar bears are still in the bag <laughs> I'm gonna be like, make sure they're okay, but I, I can't talk. Yeah, she looks and she goes, oh my gosh, okay, I got you. You want me to make a magical item out of their skin? That's kind I of weird. I don't really do that, but like, um, I'm, my, my owl can watch for now. No, you don't want that? Okay, um, I don't know what you want. I can't hear you, obviously, but I'll make sure my owl watches them, okay? Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, it's nice meeting you. Um, I'll be back, like, tonight. Um, help yourself to... Wait, you're stuck in it. Okay. Hey, by the way, if, if things start to change and you, like, see a door, don't go through it because I think there might be, like, a vampire in there. Um. Um, yeah. Anyways, okay, bye. And she leaves. I immediately start looking for a door. You want to look for a door? I look for a door. Um, actually, I need a roll percentile dice for this. Fine. Don't catch the door. Okay, there is no door that appears to you. Okay. Um, yeah, at night. Um, she comes in, and she walks, and she, like, takes a look at herself in the mirror, and she's like, oh my god, oh, what are you doing in my sh- oh, yeah, okay, that's right, I forgot, um, oh, yeah, okay, so by the way, over the next two or three days, 
as is all the gold and the bears. Um, oh, the Michael, bears Michael are me. really freaking hungry when you get out, and they're just crying, and she's like, I don't know, I'm not good with animals, I'm sorry, they, they were hungry, I fed them some oil, I don't know if you do that. It's peppermint oil, my mom sent it to me, she said it would like help me with headaches. Question. Like, it tastes good, I just don't think it's enough. Would Billy have come back? I definitely would have. Yeah. Um... I'll say that um, when you're able to get undone, Billy, Billy is like, what the crap? Like, there's a whole freak out session. Eventually you're able to get out though. I'm saying more That's, for the bears sake. Yeah, no. Day two of you missing. Yeah. I'd have been coming after you being like, where the fuck is my bear? Yeah. Um, yeah, so eventually you're able to get out, which is great. Um, yeah, that's great. Somebody should dispel magic on that thing so it doesn't hurt anyone else. How is she okay, um, good at, with animals? She's surrounded by... No, she has an animal. It's an owl, and it's a And it's very self-sustaining. So, yeah. what are you doing? A bag. Yeah, okay, cool. And she brings it out, and she goes, I can do... Um, I really... Are you there, Bonnie? For this? Yeah. Probably not yet. Okay, cool. No. She I goes, I can do, like, 6,000. It was really special. My sister gave it to me when I was little. I never had a sister. Oh, that's really... Well, actually, no, that's really great, honestly. I, 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 had, I had a tribe. Nice. They, they kicked me out. Oh, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, so, um, 6,000? I mean, but if you, if you can't do that much, I, I mean, I can do, like... 6,000. I can do, like, 5,000. Um... You know, that works. Can, can, can we do exchange? What does that mean? I take out the tusks, and I'm like, you have bones up there. I have bones right here. Oh, wow, that's big. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, sure, I'll say with this. What else do you have in there? Um, nothing I want to give to her. I would say with this, I would say, I would say, I would say 4,000 gold pieces for the bag. All right, all right. Contest. If I can make you frown, two thousand. Make me a persuasion check. Okay. Eighteen. Wow. She goes. Okay. I'm like the happiest person I know. All right, I like, out of all my I friends, noticed. I'm always smiling. Like, I'm always smiling. It may be because, like, I drink way too much coffee this morning, but, like, I promise I'm... Try your best. You can't do it. I point the wand of scales at her. <laughs> um, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is he going to do? You made a terrible mistake. Um, <laughs> you made a failure error. Pointing at somebody? Uh, and she's smiling and she kind of looks at you and then. No, she makes a charisma save. Oh, she makes a charisma save. But it's a charisma All saving it says throw. is. Yeah. Oh, God, it's a charisma saving throw. I hope I hope it's it's alright. Is it? A it, it, it the DC is, is 10. It's a charisma no, save. The DC is not 10. I'm pretty, pretty sure the DC was like 13. All done. Let's find out. Well, the Wand of Smiles in there says. It's DC a DC 10. 10. A DC yeah. 10? Okay, there is a moment where the smile begins to fade a little bit, but then she goes, Yeah, you can't trick me with that. Uh-uh. 
Nice try, though. That's actually pretty good. I like that. Can I buy that from you? How much? Um, If I get this and the tusk, then I'll say... I'll say... What? No, no, no. I'll say 3,500. Okay, 300 cause, or 3,000 because like, you're really cool. I'll let you touch my muscles. <laughs> I mean, why would I mean why would I want to do that? Cause you're weird. Thank you. Oh, Rose, sweet Rose. So what do you do? At this point, I would be coming in. Okay, you come in. Oh, yeah. hi, 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 hi. Hello, Rose, Melvin. Hello, there Billy. You are. You're a giant. For somebody so big, you're really easy to lose. <laughs> okay, hey, get, do you all know each other? Yeah, that's probably your friends, right? Yeah. He was wanting to buy the bag, and he had like cool things we we're gonna trade. Yeah. Tusks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I said, you know, it's really choice. special to me, Good but choice. like, you know, I said he got it down, and he could do like three thousand five hundred. Rosie. Yeah. I told you. I've only got a thousand. Yeah, but he has more. I've seen his gold. He has no, a lot of gold. this is one of my friends. He's also only got a thousand. We all had to split mm. it amongst the party of mm. people we no, came with. No, because in his bag there's it's a It's not money. my gold. That's not all his. He can't spend it no matter what he might have told you. Oh. I didn't tell her squats. I got, got a thousand. He might not even have that. I don't know okay. where he's been the past Well, that makes days. a lot of sense because I was like counting the gold while he was trapped in there. There's a lot of gold in there. <laughs> trapped in where? I mean, nothing. He's fine. What did you do to my friend? Was, he's. You're fine. <laughs> right? I'm a bit yeah, hungry. he's fine. He's fine. He's a hungry. I gave him. I gave him a snack. It's fine. <laughs> she didn't. Okay, I didn't give him a snack, but I'm like I. Okay, fine. Like I feel really bad about it. I'll give you a discount. How about that? I can do. That's better. I can do two thousand gold. If you promise to come back and be super, super cool. And maybe like, I don't know, if you want to like, maybe get some like lunch sometime or something. I mean, I'd be all for it. Really? Of course you're Shut up! <laughs> be nice to Miss Rosie. Thank you. I've been trying to tell them like just, all these voices in my head, like it's just crazy sometimes. <laughs> you, you know. Me. Oh, Leonard tricked me into a mirror once. Man. <laughs> you tell Leonard, I said he can he can get Harold to poop on him sometimes. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. I feel like we have a bond. I don't know what that is, but I feel like there's something there. Alright. Alright, two thousand. That's so, that's that's my that's my Melvin, offer. What do you say? It's your thousand gold. Okay. I'm not gonna pledge your money. But, but, but I've already pledged mine, and I've said that I'm willing to pay it. Tusks. Alright, so you'll make the trade? All the tusks. Yes. <laughs> tusks for 500? N no. Yes. No. You already agreed to give me the tusk. I'll, I'll take tusks yes, for... but you agreed and to then, a tusk. Listen, and then, no, no. We agreed to the tusks, and then we redid... The exchange. Oh, I was assuming that was Billy. with the tusk. That's my bad. I'm sorry. I can recalculate if you want me to. I'm what? sorry. I just assumed that you yeah, you kept that offer on the table. This guy. I feel really bad about that. I'm sorry. This guy. Rosie, there's nothing for you to feel bad about. <coughs> <guys. coughs> 
Coincidentally, what about that other offer that I made you earlier? Uh, what offer? Like I said, more of a renting program. Um, tell you what, um, I mean, yeah, I'm, like, I'm telling you, like, 2,000 is the lowest I can do. Like, that's, I could give you one of my other bags, but it's not as great. I could make you a pouch. I could just make you one pouch. I could just make you a pouch. It holds, like, 20 pounds, but it always weighs, like, one pound. It's really cool. How many pouches can you make? Well, I can make probably two. Yeah, I would say it would probably be like 500 per pouch. But how many pouches can you make? Do you only have materials for two? I probably only have materials for two. And that's if I'm lucky, if nothing explodes. <laughs> because there's a lot of exploding that happens. Tusks. 2,000. What about pelts? Ooh. How many? Uh, it just has 10 pounds. Of 10 pounds? 10 pounds of tusks and pelts, yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, sure. Um, how much off? Um, I would say that would take it down to 1,625 and two copper pieces. <laughs> I'd have to weigh it to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that'd be it. So. What? So 1,562 and two copper pieces. 1,562? Billy? I mean, I've already said that I'll pay 1,000. Okay. So. Okay. So, um, actually, <clears throat> I do have a party sheet for party inventory if someone wants to be the manager for that. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm the one carrying it all, so. I mean, he's gonna get the bag. Here we go. You're not wrong. So, um, you have spent 1,692 and two copper pieces. You said 1,500. 1,562. Yeah, 1,562. Gosh. 1,562. 1562. How much are you spending? He's from spending your time. personal. I mean, I was going to spend all of mine, but that's totally irrelevant at this point. It's a question of what do we want to do because you're holding all of the money, basically. Yes, I Y'all can figure out that later. I would just go ahead and put down the price and y'all can work it out. I'm going to go ahead and tell her how long does it take to make the pouch you talked about? Um, Probably like a week. I'd rather have the bag. I'd like to have both. Okay. And I'd like to help you with the process. The first one explodes. No, no, no. Like I said, I'd like to help you with the process. I want to be there watching her do the whole thing. Okay. I'm going to spend that week trying to figure out what okay. she's doing, how she's doing it. I'm going to try to learn how to do it Okay. as well. All right. Um, okay, cool. Because I want to learn the thing that she's doing. Okay. Um, Alright, so, Melvin, to finish up your downtime. Uh, punching. Okay, punching. You go back. Um, they have prepared, 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 yeah, prepared for you. Prepared. Um, uh, iron knuckles. That you can put on your fist, and it increases your damage. Can I wear them while also having a weapon in my hand? Yeah, they're just like knuckles. Yeah, cool. 
Um, and it's on D&D Beyond, so I'll make sure to give you the link. Wait, are okay. they like Cassim's claws? Mm, no, they're more like little like uh, little. They're spikes. like brass knuckles. Yeah, brass. Oh. Yeah, they're called brass knuckles. All right. Um, all right. Cool. And um, Ooh, I forgot how much I said to charge you for that. Four hundred. Uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say they can do it for three hundred. Three hundred. Okay. Cool. Deal. All right. Anything else for your downtime? No. Well, yes, but do everyone else first. And okay. Cool. Best. Okay. <laughs> what? What are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, you said something about doing rituals. Yes, rituals. rituals. Okay. Uh, so you said three weeks, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three what? Huh? We have three, three weeks, weeks of downtime. downtime. So, um, would it be possible to me okay. for me to have one week where I'm ritualist uh, doing rituals mm-hmm. for? Um, yeah. Your druid nature and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. First week, I'm going to be... Specifically, like, the first half of the week, I'm going to be dedicating most of my time out across the lake, uh, like, on the other side of the lake, Mm -hmm. in the woods, doing rituals for the Okami beast. Okay. So, um, as part of that, you're able to find um, an opportunity to do that. I would like you to make me a honor check. Seven. All right. You are able to find, not on the first or second or third, or on the fourth, but the fifth day, a small grotto where the trees kind of form a small circle, and you notice that there are these stones, um, very large stones, and you're able to put them in two stones on the base and one stone on the middle of the top, which is the symbol of the Okami beast. And you take a moment to meditate. And through a few hours of meditation, there's a flash of light. And you begin to receive a vision. In this vision, you are in the wood, deep within the wood of this forest, evergreens peppered with white snow that spread across the landscape. You see in one of the low branches of a, of a, a low-hanging branch of one of the trees, a small bird, a sparrow. And the sparrow is picking up and eating things, and it swoops down to the ground, kind of goes in the earth, and there are a few bugs. Uh, there are a few grasshoppers and locusts and that such it finds a locust and snaps them in half and eats it. As it's on the ground enjoying its meal, there is a shadow that is spread across it as it's barely able to flinch away from the figure of a snow fox. The fox, quick, takes a bite, chopping, almost swallowing the fowl whole. Once the feathers have kind of been wiped from its snarling maw, it begins to cough. And begins choking and suffocating. And the fox begins coughing up blood. And it falls on the ground as the blood begins to 
flow across the white snow. The bird was interesting. It had a very um, interesting bit of color on its chest. You know, these birds partake in eating the berries of the forest that are poisonous, except for they're able to eat it. But that makes their meat poisonous, which is why the fox was not able to hold it down. I'm not sure what this means, but your vision does come back to you, and you find yourself meditating in that circle, the day drawing to a close, and you find your way back to the city. Interesting. So, just to get a good rough summary, there's, I saw a sparrow that ate a locust, mm. and then I saw a fox that ate a sparrow, mm. and then the fox died because the sparrow was poisonous. And you also kind of hear that, um, the, the idea is that the cycle of nature um, can sometimes not always be as it seems, you know, where bird eats bug and then large creature eats bird, sometimes it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes even the smallest, lowest things can topple larger foes. Sacrificing themselves to do so, but... Um, oh, yes, and I forgot to mention, um, as your vision fades, you notice that nearby in the tree, a small nest of that bird with eggs. Can I tell if this nest was abandoned? It seems that the bird was getting food for the members of its nest, and that's when the fox did that. So even though it died, it sacrificed itself to preserve its future. This type of sparrow, do I know if it generally mates for life? Um, <clears throat> maybe a nature check. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Um, you know that this sparrow indeed mates for life, but the... Um, they're usually very short-lived. So generally they die before the sparrow wings hatch? In most cases, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take the nest and just... There's no nest. This, is, part, no this is all part of the vision. Okay, this yeah. is all part of the vision. Okay. There, there might be a nest somewhere out there in the woods. Maybe you were transferred to that place, but most... Yeah. See, I misinterpreted that. By the way, um, do you have a priest pack with you? I do not. Okay, I would say that you need to spend two silver on incense to burn. That is based on the ritual of honoring your ancestors and the Okami beast. Easily doable. And that's part of the kind of hallucinogenic smoke that kind of creates these visions. Yes. Cool. Alright. So, after the ritual for the Okami beast, I, I don't know if you kind of piled that into the ancestors, but I would like to have made a separate... That is, that is also part of the ancestors. Um, except for, I would like you to make me another... Um, Honor check? Yes. So close to a natural point. Um, nine. Um, you you take a moment and there is a somber moment that hits you, and there is just a brief glimpse of morning. Morning as in like sorry. for you, morning for you of the tragedy. Okay, that's what I figured. I wasn't sure if you meant sadness or daytime. No, no, no. So. Um, anything else that you're doing? You said you're also doing other things besides performing rituals. Uh, yes, I need to double check the PM that I sent you because I can't remember right off the top of my head what it was. Mm, yeah. 
Um, you were researching? Yes, okay. researching. Cool, so researching. Yep. And I'll, I'll only do that for a week as well, because I would like to stop by and spend some of this gold that I have as well. Okay, um, I would like you to, um, it is going to cost you, um, for the fee of getting the library as a lizard folk, you're going to have to bribe some people also to get access um, to different parts of the library, and also for tools to buy parchment to copy and to help your research and everything, it is going to cost you about 50 gold for bribes, gifts, and other expenses. Easily doable. Um, you are going to make me a few different skill checks. Uh, one is going to be a history check. Okay. Ha 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 ha, yes. Um, also, it says that you get a plus one bonus per 100 gold spent. Okay. So if you'd like to invest more gold to try to get you special bonuses or not, that's fine. Is that a plus one to each roll? Uh, it says, um, after a certain amount of time, the character makes an intelligence check with a plus one bonus per 100 gold spent beyond the initial 50 to a maximum of plus six. Okay. Um, uh, I will gladly pay another 100 gold. Okay. So you have a plus one on your checks. Yep. <laughs> so that first history check was an unnatural 20. Unnatural. Okay, you learn two pieces of lore. So go ahead and write that down. Beautiful. Two pieces of lore. Um, and then I'll get you to do a, um, another, um, just a base intelligence check. Okay, same difference. Um, and this will still have the plus one, correct? Yes, it will still have the plus one. Not so good. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so in one of the books that you're reading, in the restricted section, uh, you do see one of the Meisters, a young Meister, who you paid off with part of 100 gold. Um, he's kind of keeping watch, and so he's not necessarily watching everything you do. You find a book that's titled Insignies, but when you open it, something is awfully wrong, and you feel this cold chill down the back of your spine. Go ahead and roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's fun. You, 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 you piece of garbage. Why do you do this to me? Okay. That is an 11. An 11? All right. You immediately shut the book and put it on the bookshelf. You have a very much other idea, as you got only a glimpse of the horrid right, horrible writings that this book is indeed cursed. Okay. So, we'll, we'll get into issues of what that means for you later. But for now, go ahead and make your last intelligence check. Okay. And this will still have the plus one. Oh, you piece of garbage. That's a four. That's a four. Okay. Um, throughout your research, you offend one of the Meisters greatly. And he says, in order for you to keep quiet about this whole event, he's going to need a very extravagant gift from you. A bribe. Okay. He says something about, oh, the scrolls in that magic shop look interesting if you want to fetch me one of those. Otherwise, I just might slip that you've been reading in the restricted section. Alright. Any specific scroll that he points out? Uh, there is one scroll of lore um, that he's looking for. It cost 150 gold. Fuck okay. it. That's, okay. that's easily doable. Alright, cool. That's the end of your researching. You have two pieces of lore. Um, I will groovy those because that is very sensitive information Absolutely. that the other party members cannot listen to. Well, yes. <laughs> so, that's the end of your downtime. Um, if there is availability, then I would like to try and purchase or make an enhancement to my scythe. Okay. Yes, just simple plus one. Okay. Um, 
you go to her, uh, and she goes, um, she says that she has, um, she doesn't know how to make an item that way, um, but you think that maybe Forkin might be able to help you achieve that. Okay. Then I'll go and we'll speak with Forkin about that. Cool. All right. So, um, Bonnie Bill. Uh, you probably want to go to these two. Okay, Gerard, Mine's what are you doing this time? I'm get involved, I think. Because <coughs> I can make the most of it. I want to see what you're doing in a time. Um, so oh, I would be very tight. And you might be very tight deep. Um, well, um, until mine is tied to hers, I am going to take out my... Painter supplies. And I have those. I do have those. Mm -hmm. I'm a painter. Yeah, you are a painter. I'm a man of art. Different art, you know. Um, <coughs> different. Um, <laughs> it's different art. It's different art and special. You yeah. wouldn't understand. You don't have the art. I'm also dying. For those of you who listen, <coughs> the coughing is me. I'm sorry. <coughs> anyway. I'm I'm going I'm gonna sort of sit um, so my back is facing the wall because I'm in the room. I'm in the I'm, yeah. in the room. I'm in the room right now. And I'm sort of sitting so my back is against the wall and I'm gonna start you know, I'm gonna start painting um on a bill, laid out on the bed. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I wanna be a friend's move. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I am going to start start I'm going to start painting from memory. The face mm. of a certain, yeah, a certain lady. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, I'm talking about, and I take. I out, don't. I don't either. Oh, I love it. I actually hold on. Trying to see. Um, what are you are running a little low on your material, so it's going to cost you uh, four silver pieces to restock everything. Oh no! What else should I do? Um, yeah, I'm sorry. She has red hair? I'm sorry, I'm dumb. Yeah, I think she does. I remember. Does she have green eyes? Red hair, green eyes, she has a raven. Eight. Wow, you remember very well. And the swinging branch in. Swinging? I thought it was a swaying branch. The swaying branch. You guys remember stuff better than me. You guys are big note takers, oh my gosh. I've never taken, I took notes one day. So you begin painting, I would like you to make me a history check and then a performance check. With, um, you have proficiency with that. It's because of your painter's tools. Okay, so... Which one again? History? Yeah, history. But you said I had... Do I have proficiency? Right. So, the history... Oh, that's so sad! What? Why is it a seven? Okay, you have a hard time, but you decide, instead of trying to go detailed, you're, you're going to make an abstract piece. You just, you just remember the best features. Fair yeah. Um, so go ahead and make me a performance check um, with um, um, performance. With, and we add the proficiency modifier because you have painter's tools. And you didn't already do that. Yeah, I did that. That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's this is gonna be a seventeen. A seventeen. So it's a really good effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. Describe your painting um, of this lady friend. Ah. Okay. The spring Aladrin of the swaying branch in. She is kind of like the idea is that she's sitting. It's like a it's it's her profile. Gotcha. It's oh, profile. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. And her hair is kind of like it's all down and like waving in the wind. And there's like leaves, and she's sitting on a branch. 
<laughs> so you know, symbolism. Yeah. No, it's not like abstract. It's just kind of like blurred yeah, across exactly. by everything. Like, is like you can't. Her face is. It's not Picasso like, level, but yeah. it's more like a um, uh, late Romantic era. Um, You're such a nerd. I, shut up! I like literature and art. Um, well, no, it would be more closely related to um, instead of it being a uh, Michelangelo, it's more of a Picasso because Picasso was more abstract. Yeah, well, he was way too abstract. It doesn't matter. It's like if you fair. take a picture and blur it really bad and add a lot of color. That's where everything is super like you know contrasting. Yeah, watercolors. Like, yeah, watercolors. Like yeah, watercolors. How the painting like, leads through the paper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's like it's her, but everything is foggy. I guess. Yeah. So it's uh, it's like I know what's going yeah. on here, and that's kind of what's important. Remember the feeling more yeah. than the exact. Yeah. And as I'm doing this, it's sort of like you know I, I'm a summer labyrinth, and so yeah. like, I, I guess I start to like. Oh, you, wait, you are winter. Are you I summer now? No, I was, I was, I've always been summer. Oh, no, yeah, summer, because summer is like, rah, rah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I start to, yeah, because I was just, I'm a summer, yeah, so. I start to regain some of my, like, joy, because being here has been kind okay. of depressing. Do you want to shift into spring? No. I want to shift in. Yeah, well, no, I definitely want to keep summer. Okay. But I want to, like, be a blend, if that makes any sense. Just like no, yeah, you, your heart begins to, it's lifted a bit. Mm-hmm. As you do, there's kind of like, your hair kind of moves to one side, and you kind of feel a somewhat remembrance, even if it's just kind of remembering that kind of spring breeze that blows the fey wild of your home into the great three trees of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. You have that painting. Yay, that's good. Like, and you can sell. You can do that if you want to. Ooh. You can sell for a good buck. Well, sure. Not right now. Not okay. for now. This is it's, it's too personal. It's like yeah. Anything else that you're gonna be doing in the downtime? Um, <laughs> shopping, gambling. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, okay. I'm good. Okay. Cool. With myself right now. All right, Bora. So I'm gonna wake up. Yeah. Uh, like next day, like the very first day that we're here. Okay. Um, who's in the room? What's What's Most people have gone, probably. You, you're you probably there. I'm busy. Um, in a you, uh, you really need that rest, because you wake up like, late in the morning, and like you're just like, is your hair is a mess, and like you realize how, how well you needed that. Um, yeah, so you wake up. So I'm going to get ready for the day, and okay. then I'm going to be like, okay, Gerard, we're going to the castle, let's go. He's like in the middle of painting something. Uh, I, I believe the idea was to stay here. Yes, yes, I understand that's the idea, but that's not my idea. My idea is castle. <laughs> so you, I don't want to say it for the viewers and for the people, so I'm going to tell you about the thing and how urgently I want to get to the castle. Okay, you know about the thing. I know about it. Okay. So many secrets, guys. Secret, secret, secret. Secret! <laughs> okay. it doesn't have yeah, secrets. You, you tell about the thing. Right. So I absolutely have to get there, figure out what happened to us so I can retrieve. Yes, but... Is this related to the item that you're looking for? Yes. Okay. This is where I can retrieve my, my item. But we all need this downtime. We all need... I assume the others, I don't know what they have planned, but as... We need them. I just left. That's enough downtime for me. <laughs> but it is, enough, is it enough downtime for the rest of you? Oh, what's keeping you? Yeah, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, There's a knock on the door. Come in. Um, uh, stepping in is an elf. Uh, with very pale features um, and a crown of ice upon its head steps in. It is a frost elf, a winter elf. 
Not a Wyvern. Steps in. Speaks an Elven. You are Gerard, yes. I've foreseen it. Very well, I guess. <laughs> I bring you news of sorrow. Your homeland has been overrun. The people have fled. We do not know where the other Eladrin have gone. Do you know anything of this? I know nothing of this. The three trees are forsaken, abandoned. There's something dark in the forest, young Eladrin, and you should do well not to look at it. That is all. Please be well. What is your name? You do not need to know my name. Yet. We'll see each other again soon. It has been foretold. Bows. I bow my head in return. And... The elven person moves. And I just kind of collapse backwards onto the nearest thing. Yeah. Are you are you okay? <sighs> just learning that the very thing, the very people that I'm here for that this may all be for nothing. No, I'm not afraid. Sorry, I'm not being very loud. <laughs> I'm not all right. My homeland is in trouble. I need to f finish what I've come here for. I need to go back. I need to go back to see if there's anything worth saving. Anything, anything's still there at all. Anyone's still there. Oh, Coraline, preserve them. If you'll tell me your quest, then I'll help you as long as I can. I, there will be a point where I may have to leave, but until I have to, you won't have to do it alone. I, we've, I, I consider you my friend, and uh, with that comes um, things like comfort in time of need, and um, I will be here for you in whatever you need. I'm here looking for a murderer. Okay. A I have tall, experience in this area. Tall, armored drow. What's a drow? Do I know drows? You know what a drow is. They are dark elves. Yes, they dark live elves. in the underdark. Okay, yep. sweet. They're and they're notably most hostile. Kind of the antithesis of of the Eladrin, is that accurate? Um, yeah. I mean, the Eladrin are probably the most close to being blessed by Corlon, and they are the furthest thing from in being in Corlon's yeah. life. Except cough, for cough. that one drow that you knew that was a blessed of Corlon. <gasps> oh no! I hope she's okay. <laughs> Frick. Uh, 
Yeah, I know. He came to my home, not peacefully, of course. No, only one drow I've ever met ever came peacefully. He and his his men they took someone killed someone very very dear to me I couldn't save her and I cannot really rest until that bastard is dead But if there is no home to come back to, then that, I don't know what I will do once I've removed his head from his shoulders. Well, I have a home. You can share my home. It's hot and sometimes scary, but it's the best thing I can offer you. Understatement of the year. <laughs> it's hot and <coughs> sometimes scary. <laughs> oh, okay, no, no. I still vote more like understatement it's in a of the volcano. Year. <laughs> it's in a volcano with like, you know, I I don't even know how to explain yeah. my stepdad. Hmm. Um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Damn. Don't let's not let's keep it at that. Don't yeah. say anything else. Damn. That's um, perfect. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> But, um, I, I I can't say I know exactly how you feel, but, but I do know lots. I watched my mother die when I was, I watched my mother die when I was very young. Um, and I lost all of the family that I knew and basically my entire tribe. So, um... Yeah, they all died in one night. It was it was an interesting night. Um, so yeah, I I understand. Hi. Also, what's your favorite food? <laughs> so to to speed along this because we're running out of time, um, you guys talk about some stuff. And I um, get his favorite food. And you get his favorite food. And I bring which it back is to him. You've I gotta pick a favorite food, Joey. This is very important for my character. Bacon. Spicy tofu. I don't know what a ladrini is. I don't know what a ladrini is. I would like a leaf. Probably just a certain type of berry. Bacon. Maybe? Yeah. Like a leaf? Steve. I go and I hunt and I find Ven- that. Venison. I hunt down a deer. Okay. And I. Venison? Just venison? I like, I like deer. I use to hunt deer. Okay. I go and I, I hunt down a deer. Easy enough for you to do. And I. Find a place to cook it, and I ask like for the spices of his homeland and whatever. I cook. I try to cook it as close. You to do find a frost elf who kind of maybe is familiar Sweet. and kind of <laughs> helps you out. Um, it's a lot spicier than you expected, though. Frost okay. elf like like frost elves like spicy things. Okay, and I and I, I bring it back and I'm like, here, a food. A <laughs> food for you. A food. A food. Cool. All right. So, Aura, what are, what are the rest of the things that you do this week? Um, um, they have decided that going to the castle right now is probably not the best idea. That they're gonna wait to go to Gendor. Yeah, I was gonna have him roll persuasion, um, <laughs> but 
we're we're closer now on a deeper deeper level. Oh, that's so sweet. It's so sweet. Would you have told me who died after I told you that my mother died? No. No. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I Gerard has. Secrets. So now no, I told you like a super special secret. You like tell me all your secrets. It's amazing that he even told you that much. Yeah, I like y'all only known each other for a week. Well, you only think that you've known each other for a week. <laughs> okay, so I need to go buy a rapier. Okay, a uh, rapier that is going. I'm exactly on the page. It's going to cost you 25 gold. Yes, okay. but I wanted my. By the way, I'm so proud of you. Um, for what? Dexterity is your main stat, so rapier that's super smart. That's my whole point. All right, so yep. it's gonna cost twenty five gold. I want to buy a magical one though. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if I get mine one. Okay. Um. Let me see if that's available. Bonnie Bill, you're you're about to say something. Yeah. Quick clarification. I've got a twenty five total on stealth. I said that I was in the room and that he was painting me, and we established that we were sharing a room. But you've been gone. No, this was the morning of the very next day. I asked who was in there, and he's not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. Um. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Because I wouldn't have talked about any of the stuff I would have talked about. So exactly. So that's the question. Would you have noticed me? There'd be a lot of retconning involved. Um. I will say that you maybe were outside the door for a little bit of the conversation. So go ahead and roll me a persuade, uh, perception. Uh, perception check. Sure. And yeah, yeah, perception. That's a total of 13. 13, okay. Um, you heard the news from the Frost Elf. Um, you also heard that he is hunting a drought. And that's about all that you know from that conversation. Cool. Cool. I'm not trying to actively change anything. I didn't want to so retcon anything. Time, I was just like, if, if that yeah, starts, I just y'all were like, hey, my y'all were in my room, room too. Be, you know that because I told them it was only them, and so that would be a little weird for that. Um, cool. All right. So yeah. Um, for uh, you said you wanted to buy a magical one, right? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, there is a magical one that's available Sweet. that you find. Um, <coughs> let me find the prize. Way too much freaking money. <laughs> um, it is. Wow, that's all. Okay, it's six hundred gold pieces. Okay, what kind of a magical rapier? It is a plus one rapier. Okay, I want fire rapier. <laughs> So they do not have that. <laughs> she found a fire. She, she <laughs> found a flame tongue rapier, and she's like, I mean, yes. if I roll like really ridiculously high, but no, no, no. no. Okay. Um. Can I? I'll, you can I'll build think up about to it. it. No, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did I? Um. Uh. I need to check my chart again because. Give me a second. Sorry. Okay. Where did you get that? Um. I actually don't think they have a plus one. That's sad. They do have um, an adamantine rapier that costs, instead of 25, it costs 70. Which is... Adamantine basically... um, It's like the strongest metal material. I was going to say, I think they stole that from Marvel. (laughs) It um, It just sounds different. It um, Yeah, it's like vibranium, basically. Or adamantium. Oh, yeah, true. Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> um, plus, yeah, so, very yeah, similar. It, basically, there are some creatures, vampires, werewolves, a bunch of other that um, can only be hurt by adamantine or silver dragons. 
So, there's an adamantine weapon. You can get either adamantine or silver. Um, I'll just get the silver one. The silver one? Yes. Okay, so that's and a little less than adamantine. So that's, that is 45 gold pieces. Sweet. Um, can I try to go to a magic shop to get it imbued with magic? Um, you can try. Okay. Um, you go, and you open the door, and uh, you see um, talking with um, Bonnie and Melvin, a small gnome <laughs> woman. Um, see, here's the problem, because timeline-wise, we said that was like three days later. That's why I was Yeah, I'm saying this is like three days later. Like, it's just throughout the downtime. Um, so, time is moving order. Anyways, uh, you know, I'll say, I'll say that you guys aren't there. Okay. Sure. Is he um, in the mirror, though? Yeah, I'm in the mirror. Yeah, he's probably in the mirror at this point. But you don't know that, and we're not going to touch on it because we're not messing up the timeline. We learned that from the Flash. Okay, so I will did DM freaking no. control this because we do not mess with time in this campaign. I did it last campaign. And it freaking, it was, was horrible. It, it was, was fun. It was fun, but it was so bad. Okay. Anyway, so, it did um, not go you go well. in and you see uh, a known person. I mean, oh hi. Did Harold let you in? I think he. Um, where is he? I don't know. <laughs> Who's Harold? I mean, I told him to get it yesterday, but he should be here. Oh, hi. So, yeah, um, the Harold's my pet owl. Okay. Yeah, he's really cool. Um, yeah, so what can I do for you? Um, I am looking to imbue this with magic. Wow. Is that a silver rapier? It is, yes. Wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I... Don't know exactly how I do that. Mm. I can give you something magical though. Sweet. Yeah, I got this like cool powder, and when you throw it, it like makes you disappear. That's cool, but I'm looking for more like fire things, like explosions fire and fire. Because I, I mean, if you haven't, let like, me check what I have. Okay, give me a second. I'm gonna check. If you haven't noticed, if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of like I'm kind of made of I'm a little bit of a yeah. firecracker. Yeah, you look kind of like a you look like a uh, genasi. I am. I am a genasi. I'm a fire genasi. Oh, genasi. Oh, okay, cool. So what is that? I mean, that's like a fire person. That's cool. Yes, I, I did. It, Have you ever been I to the fire before? Totally. Yes. No way. You're lying. I believe you lying? I lived. No, I'm not lying. I lived there for. Uh, like she gets really close to you and she like <laughs> stares you down and she goes Almost. Tell me all about it. It sounds so cool. Um, well There's a lot of lava and volcanoes and dragons and um, Dragonborn and kobolds and oh, there was this gorgeous um, City of my people this golden city and when the Sun is so hot and everything is so bright that when it is a city of brass Yeah I know about that. Okay. Yeah, it I read a book. Looks like it's on fire, but That's okay. Cool. It does. That's it awesome. is. It's really awesome. Yeah, I've never um, been. I don't really want to go, but it sounds cool. Yeah, so I have this thing, and she brings out <laughs> a um a very ornate, beautifully carved staff, and the top of it is a small torch that's burning. Yeah, it's like a staff of fire. Cool. Yeah, it does a lot of things. Like for example. Like, sometimes it'll crumble into cinder, and, like, that's it. <laughs> and then another time, you can, like, you can cast spells, like fireball, and wall of fire, and burning hands, 
And you can cast a lot of spells from it. Cool. Yeah. How much? Uh, 21,000 gold. I don't have quite that much. Okay, I'll try to find something else. Give me a second. She, like, throws it back <laughs> to the shelf. There's a small explosion that happens. She's like, oh, darn it, I shouldn't have done that. I would totally, I would totally love it and buy it. And, buy oh, it and, this, this, and she brings out this right here. Ooh, Ooh. I'm already It's intrigued. a ring mm-hmm. with a gold band mm-hmm. and beautifully, like, almost like a flowery design with a red opal in the middle. This keeps you from taking, um, uh, well, if you're, like, facing things that, like, breathe fire and stuff, it'll give you resistance to it. That's cool. That's no, nice. Maybe. But I'm pretty sure I already have resistance to fire. Really? That's so cool. You're let me, let me check. Cool. Um, let me see what else I have. Give me a second. Oh, yes, I totally do. Uh, I have this. This is kind of crazy. She brings out a tall beaker that has like a bubbling liquid in it. Yeah, if you drink it, it makes you speak fire. <laughs> huh? That's all I have. That's cool. Yeah, I know. It's cool. How much is that? Um, you know, it's not a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to burp out loud. Uh, it's, it's 200 gold pieces. Did I burp out loud? I'm sorry, that was kind of gross. I've been drinking too much soda water. It smells water. like peanut butter. Oh, it does! <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I've been having a lot of peanut butter. Like, you know, like they say face mask with peanut butter is good. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. I should try that sometime. I, I know. I, yeah, I don't... I could give you some. I have some peanut butter. That'd be and great. I, like, I mix it up with some oils that my mom sent me. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Sweet. I feel like we've, we've bonded on like like a like a female level. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you didn't happen to know, like... A half elf, half human with like really beautiful curls. Really loud, really obnoxious, carries like a the pipe bag thingy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Damn it, you lied to me, that's so <sighs> What Hey, hey, not a lie. She asked about half elves. This is not a half elf woman. Then she, then she, like, she's like, you know what? He didn't technically lie to me. <laughs> I would say the voice is in her head, correct? Yeah, the voice is in her head, correct? Um, okay. So, Leonard pops yeah, in. Excuse me. Gold pieces for a potion of fire breath. And the bag no, just well, happens no, 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 no. to be right there. It's one hundred gold pieces because potions are half. Today only potions are half. I'll get two then. Awesome. And the bag. I don't have to. Maybe I have. Let me check. Okay. Oh. Adriana, in the bag that has all your gold just happens to be lying in the... I have... <laughs> I have so, you get a potion of She's like, oh, that looks familiar. <clears throat> oh, well. I get two? You get two. Okay. And you can search it. That's a real thing. It's called potion of fire. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. Anything else you Uh, that's sweet. It's awesome. Um, yes. I actually, since... I have time. I'm gonna go try and find an animal companion so that I'm stronger when okay. I go and retrieve my item. Alright, go ahead and I need you to make me a survival check because you're in the woods and you're doing crap. I'd probably do that as I was going to get the venison because okay. I was already there. Oh, you just want to buy one? Huh? You just want to buy one or you want to find one? Find one. Okay, make a survival Try to find I need a horse. Find one. Find one first, and if you can't, buy one. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. Always go find one first. They're stronger if you catch them in the wild. Oh, oh. and cheaper. <laughs> okay. 21. Twenty-one. Yeah. You find Meme. the large dead carcass of an animal that looks like a rhinoceros, but no horn, and it has six eyes. I think she meant a live animal. I'm kidding. You see a small bump on its back. She totally did. And like a pus, like like a pimple being busted, there's a smaller version of it that, that pops out. And it looks over, around, and it kind of goes and huddles up with its dead mother. And it makes this noise like... That's it. Do you have resurrection spells? No. No. You can't bring it back. Don't try to heal the corpse either. It didn't work with the statue. <laughs> Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons, folks. Okay, the game I'm of dead mothers. Sometimes, oh my gosh, yes it is. I was about to say, sometimes yeah. we kill them, sometimes they just I, end sorry, up dead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make it like that, but yeah. I mean... Okay, um, I'm going to roll to see what this thing eats. Because food is my number one comfort item, apparently. Check its teeth. Uh, what am I rolling? Are they sharp? Uh, nature. Animal hand. Oh, nature. Nature, nature, nature. Check nature, the teeth. Nature. Are they sharp uh, or 18. are they round? You have no freaking idea. By How the way, I, I rolled an 18. It looks yeah. like a baby version of this, but it's Aww. adorable. <gasps> um, That's a it's, it looks like a, like, it's like rubbery, like a baby, like a baby hippopotamus, but its face is like, it has three eyes on each side of its skull. And it has like a small little mouth with like little baby teeth. That's so disturbingly adorable. I don't know what it eats. Can I tell if it's a herbivore or like a? You have no idea. Okay. Uh, you can probably just feed it some meat, maybe if you have some. Okay, I need an animal handling check. Okay. I rolled an eighteen. I really tried. Wow. Don't freak out too much, man. Okay, uh, it is very no, white and fussy, and it goes to scratch at you. I need you to make me a strength check to hold it down. Because it's a baby, and it's really whiny. Oh. It is not, it does not respect you at all. It, it plops out of your hand and scrapes you on the ankle. You take Water. one slashing damage, and it tries to go to its mother, of course, and it tries to claw at it, trying to wake it up. Uh-huh. I need you to make me another animal handling check. I'm so sorry, with baby. With a penalty this time. But you, you can't. No, it's not. No, 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 no. I just, I give it a penalty. So just roll one. Oh, God. I got a nat one. Ooh. Oh no. So maybe go find the thing that killed Balm, because yeah. that's gonna be your animal um, friend. You can have one this more animal handling check, but it's at disadvantage. So now you can roll. Now two. you are rolling. Now you roll two and you take the lowest. Please be two nat twenties. Please be two nat twenties. Um, I got an eight. An eight? Yes. Okay. It is currently not bonded to you. Okay. However, you are strong enough to begin to feed it, or you you, you begin to feed it some food, mm-hmm. and it takes it and eats it, but it currently does not trust you at all. Uh, that's fine. It's you a baby. You now have a, a baby gray render. Congratulations. Thank you. All um, right. Baby. Um. Because we're over on time, Bonnie Bill, we're going to devote a lot of time next session for your downtime, as oh, well as we'll direct message some. and Brondis. 
uh, when Matt is here. So we'll continue the rest of downtime then. Yeah. Okay. And um, do I get some time to try to bond with my? You we will we will also Gerard. Some time to bond with the okay. Also Gerard, um, yes, because Gerard didn't do yeah. a whole lot. And so because he had a yeah. conversation. About it. That was so yeah, cool. and I made a painting. I didn't really need to do much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you have a great uh, well, rest watching. of your week. Listening, watching. Okay, it's the same difference. Come on now. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our wonderful podcast. Um, we will be back next Monday with more adventure for you all. Guys, have a good one. Bye. 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 Take care, y'all. Bye. Woo. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's session. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Baggett, and we'll see you in our next adventure.